Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Football season is around the corner, and Podcast One Sportsnet has the best shows to help you build the best fantasy team in the league. Listen to Jeff Ratcliffe break down all of the latest NFL news on Pro Football Focus Fantasy. Then serve up some picks with Ross Tucker's Fantasy Feast and take a spin with the award-winning finalists on the Fantasy Record. Or get all the tricks for fantasy sports and gambling with Underdog Sports Fantasy Hour. Dominate the competition and download new episodes of these shows and more every week on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Welcome to Real GM Radio. I am Danny Lurie, your host, and so happy to have you with us for this episode. As promised, this is part two, the Western Conference of the gigantic Over-Unders podcast that Arturo Galetti and I do every year. It is an absolute delight and a really clarifying process, and there's more of an explanation given at the near the beginning of episode one of the East, the Eastern Conference one. If you want that, if you need that, I go through some of the basic stuff here too, just to make sure everybody's on the same page. Yet again, I did timestamps for the teams. It's I know it's really useful for you all for this episode, so I, I take the time to make sure that I do it. And this episode is brought to you by betonline.ag. Use that familiar podcast one promo code for a 50% welcome bonus. Episode runs two hours. It is it is a big one, but a, a really fun one. And there's just so much to talk about with all these teams. And of course, not only just over-unders, but division odds, title odds, conference odds, MVP. We have an extended MVP conversation in this one. And rookie of the year in certain circumstances as well. So hope you really enjoy it. Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, pleasure to be on as always. There is a lot more of an explanation given to, to the process behind all this stuff, including uh, actually after Cleveland, our history of this. This is the sixth time that Arturo and I have done the over-under podcast for Real Jam Radio. So you can listen to the East part for that intro but the basics of it, over under, very straightforward. We will give the number for each team and what that means. But then the other terms that we use are fading and playing. Fading means we're picking an over or an under on everything, but it means we wouldn't really put money on it. And playing means that's the most confident one. So I have, I believe, 13 plays out of 30 teams. Archer is usually more aggressive with that. He definitely was in the Eastern Conference as well. Uh, but that's that's generally the way it works. And then when pertinent, we will also talk about Conference, division, title odds, rookie of the year, uh, MVP, if that if that is appropriate. Uh, anything else in the brief intro that I should mention? Yeah, I mean, uh, just that, um, you know, I, I mentioned this. We, we I shopped around. Uh, it is, we now have American sports books that are available. So you will get a lot of value by looking around. You will get uh, better payouts and you will get, like, better numbers. So, like, there are a couple of cases where, like, uh, there's a significant difference between the over and the under, depending on where you actually bet, and like an extra one or two is is always good to have when you're when you're making these bets. Yep, that is is absolutely true and a, and a great point to bring up. One other thing that I'll mention, and, and this will come up a few times, is my general thought process is that it is a lot easier to go under than over because there are so many things that can sidetrack a season. It could be injuries turmoil just becoming a seller like all those sorts of things and so i generally pick more unders than overs i haven't checked to see if that's true with the with the west but that is at least for the east it was you pick 10 unders and five overs yeah so that's that's generally something that i do because there there are lots of ways that that can happen although i feel like we might end up picking more over some of the west we might because because there because this is 
fairly unbalanced. Yeah, so th- this is really interesting, and we'll st- and so the way we do this is from bottom to top in terms of the uh, the over under number, and so we're going to start with the Phoenix Suns. The Suns won a whopping nineteen games last year, and this they're is better. this is a really interesting thing because they're, they're, and, they're, like I, I think I think can we both agree that the Suns are clearly better this yeah, year? Yeah. Than so I, I was going to do a longer preamble, which which is basically this: I do not like the Suns offseason. I thought that the, relative to the uh, relative to the assets that they had in terms of a ton of cap space, some really good draft picks, and everything else, I didn't think they that they were particularly successful. However, I also think they are meaningfully better because they have like age related improvement. Sarek. Rubio, Dario Saric, better depth, better depth guys. Yeah, I, so I, I think this is a materially think, better team. And I think what's what's really interesting about the guys that they added is that they kind of make sense as guys to add next to the players that they have. So Rubio makes perfect sense next to Booker. Because, I mean, Rubio's strength, a lot of his strengths are, are, I mean, his weaknesses are offensive, but he's a good defender. He can, like, he has good vision. He can get good passing. And he's a, I think he's a decent fit next to Booker. I think Baines is really good as a guy to put next to Aiden because Aiden does have some weaknesses on defense, but he can learn from Baines. And it can kind of work. So, to me, like, the guys they added, I kind of like. I'm surprised. I mean, I like some of the guys that they drafted, too. So, I mean, I kind of feel that this is a better, and also, I mean, they're a really, really, really young team that gets one year older, so I would automatically expect them to be better than they were last year um, without doing anything. Uh, but I like the players. I mean, I like Daryl Sarek is, is, is a good ad, too. So it's a solid set of ads that they did for this team. Now, they're not beating the world, right. but they're and, 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 definitely better. Than and they, so than that's, than where the que- that's where the questions come in. So How much? So how much better are they? So last year, 19 wins. They were they were terrible. They were you know they they had they had a they were outscored by 9.5 points per hundred possessions. Even if you factor out garbage time, which is real bad. And but the, they, but the roster was an utter mess. Though. Oh yeah, the roster was a complete mess, and they were super young and all these other things. So so the projections, if you want to go over, it's 20 it's 28 wins, and if you want to go under, it's actually 28 wins as well because it's the 27 five it, 28 it's five. 27 it's 27 and a half and 28 and a half. Yeah, Jacob's model which is the model the model where you, Jacob Goldstein's model which is the model we're using he has them at 30 30.2 have I, you have I, you I, seen Kevin Pelton slash RPM's model prediction for the Suns? I did not see I did not do you want do you, are, are you ready to have your jaw drop on a podcast um sure what is it 35 38 38 I can see here's the thing I can see it like I know why Kevin likes him I'm familiar with his waddling and his testing, testing, and I know why he likes it. I think the question with Phoenix is, right, so Phoenix is better, right? And if this was a computer simulation, right, if this is a computer simulation, 27.5 is an easy number. They, if, if they want to, they can beat the 27.5 number. The question is, do they want to beat that 27.5 number, right? Are they, are they going to play hard the entire season? Now, again, here's the thing. They signed some vets, that, and to me, the roster makes a ton more sense than it did last year. I don't, I don't feel like they're tanking. Am I wrong? I feel like they're kind of. I mean, I don't think they. Could, they I don't think they're making the playoffs, but so, I think they're going so to kind of play. To to me, this is a circumstance that we see a couple times every year, which is a team that wants to try, but once trying is off the table, maybe they turn the other direction. So. You know, I think that could be in February or March or something like that. And and in that circumstance, this is this is actually why being in the West is is a good thing for bad teams. 
and I'm meaning bad, not as not awful. There's an important distinction. Yeah, they'll, he'll, they'll still get in the lottery, though. I mean, yeah, yeah they'll the still thing. get in the lottery. Is so so the reason why is because those teams get a clearer sense of where they are earlier. Whereas a let's say the Suns win 32 games this year, they 32 wins in the West. You're not getting particularly close. You know, like you're, you're to ha- that would be a great season for Phoenix. They would blow through this over. And they're still, you know, about a good half mile from the playoffs. Yeah, but they, but see, if they get thirty-two wins, thirty-three wins. Well, if they're playing now, at a thirty-two or now, thirty-three win pace, then that's when you start to see it slide to twenty-seven. The with the new rules, with the lesser odds for tanking, there isn't that much of a penalty from like like they made it so like late in the season. So yeah, they're 32-33, but they're not going to lose. Like if they keep playing hard, they're not going to lose significant equity. And this is particularly true in the West because in the West, all you have to do one of the reasons there's an imbalance between the conference is like there's a couple of reasons. One, uh, Boston, uh, like Denver and Utah, but part of it is like once you get the imbalance in place and one conference better than the other, well, the teams that don't make the playoffs actually wind up in the lottery regardless. So like you'll get these better teams. Which will get like middle of the draft, or like sometimes I'll get lucky and get a high pick. So I actually kind of think that it's interesting because the way that it broke last year was that the teams that were cut, like teams that in previous years would have cut out, right, and just like given up and like played, didn't because the incentive wasn't there. So teams like the Hawks kept playing. Like they kept playing like hard and trying in these games. And I think, I mean, that's what the league office wanted. So I actually. I'm I'm very much leaning. I mean, I'm definitely going over on Phoenix. The question on Phoenix for me is whether it's fade or play, right? It's it's because the same, it's it, the same question for me, and that's pretty amazing considering you know how critical I've been of the Suns in recent years, or but, even but again, this offseason. But they're a much better it, it, team. They're they're deeper. If you, if you if you look at that roster, and, and, and Danny, you have to take that roster and make a starting lineup at a bench. You can now, right? Yeah, you exactly. Before. And also, and I, like, it, it, the, you can – when Devin Booker sits, they're not going to be a tire fire like they were last year. That's a big help. You know, that'll keep them in some games. They, they're they too deep at a lot of positions, and they're going to play fewer just out-and-out out negative players, and, which and is I, an think, easy way to sink a season. And I, and I think – here's the thing. I think – Aiton has some upside, right? There's some up there upside players on this roster. Um, I, my model liked them. I mean, there were some obvious flaws there, but there were some things about Aiton that were good. And I think the personnel that they added is a good fit for doing that. Now, whether they can develop players, we don't know that at this point. But I do think that, you know, just natural growth would take them in the 25, 26 range. 27 and i think they also added good pieces and got rid of negative players so to me it's an easy over my concern would be with the tanking but i'm kind of leading over play because i think it's less of a factor this year than it's been previous years that's my feel i think that's a reasonable interpretation i'm over fade because generally speaking the way that works if a team is on the fringe even if it's not that they you know, they pull all their best players or anything like that. They'll just, you know, they'll give Devin Booker a few nights off. And if Devin Booker gets a couple of extra nights off, the Suns are losing those games overwhelmingly. And well, I think I think I think so it's interesting what, you mentioned Booker because I think they have some incentive now. To st- they need to start improving if they want to keep Booker, right? I, I don't. It's, I think they can wait a year or two. I, I that's they're they're not all. He still has a lot of years under contract, and and yeah, they're but, also so young. Like they're they're. I mean, unless they totally screw this up, they're going to be a lot better a year or two from now than they are right now. Right, and and I think at some point, I mean, I think that. Again, the question with them is, if it was being played by simulation that was trying to win every game, this is an easy over. And I think the question is going to be whether or not we kind of – they try. I kind of feel like 
You know, I think 28, 29, 30 is probably correct, right? And I think that's – and again, they, they went out and paid some guys, right? I mean, I, I think, you know, I like I'm, – I'm a, I'm a Rubio fan, right? Uh, I don't – I like – I like I, I, I kind of like a lot of their guys. I, I love – Aaron Baines is a huge human, and I, I love him. I loved him on Celtics. I was sad to see him go. I like Cam Johnson they brought in. And so I, I'm I'm kind of hesitantly – and it's, it's weird. I was looking at it go like, let's start let's start this because I'm talking myself into the suns. I'm talking myself into the suns. I, I, I think that, like, the over is good. And I think they'll be a fun – I mean, I generally think they'll be good. They're going to be a fun team. They're, they're actually going to be a team that you won't, I won't mind watching on League Pass. Right? Okay, so, so. The, the, here's the million dollar question: Player fade? I'm going to play. I'm I'm, I'm overplay with it with the. Song. Interesting. Uh, their other odds just aren't that great. You know, 500 for the division. That's a lot of money. But the division winner here is going to have going to win more games than the Suns are going to win. <laughs> like, yeah, if 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 the Suns if the Suns win the uh, Pacific Division, I will change my avatar on Twitter to a Suns jersey to a Devin Booker Suns jersey. Yeah, and, right. and so this is kind of like Cleveland and some of the other ones. Like, even if they have a great season, they're not going to finish no. first and, and all that. No. So we can skip all that. They uh, Rookie of the year, I don't think they have a particularly – Cam Johnson, I don't think, is, is really in that mix. And Devin, no. Booker, Devin Booker, MVP, would be would be no, that, really unlikely. Like, so. like does this just, just, just a meteor has to hit, like, like a practice like right. at some point or like a game or something. No, that's not going to happen. So, but I, mean, so I, then, again, I think oh, we like them more. We like them more. I think we, we, we like them more than we have previously. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now we're going to really, now we get to a really interesting team. Sure. Uh, Memphis, I believe it's, th- they have 13 new players on that Memphis roster. There's 13, they're just, that team, that roster just completely turned over. Um, they uh, won 33 games last year, but really, kind of, they blew it up like massively this off season, um, and just kind of reset reset everything. They under on this team is 26 and a half. The over is 27 and a half. They have their 2021st uh, to Boston, but it's protected for the top six picks. So this is a team that does have an incentive to get into like the lower spots if they don't want to well i mean there's a question i mean do they want do they want to get that pick this year or are they okay waiting for next year on this pick? i think this is a critical question so i i think the answer is it depends on how close they are so if they're if it's on the margin and it's like the five pick or the six pick i think they they might but i think what they're hoping is that it's somewhere around 10 and they just don't have to think about it but i I really love like what the like the guys they brought in on this team. I, I, oh, like, I, I think really, I think they had one of the best off seasons in the entire league, especially when you consider that they didn't have a lot to work with. I, they benefited a lot from from let me, jumping to two because I love John Morant. I mean, John Morant's so I, one of my favorite guys that that's been drafted in the last few years. Not well, he's not my this. favorite in this class because Zion Williamson exists, but he is my number two by a, by. A but here's the thing: margin. I've been doing a draft model very successfully for a long time. And in a normal year, Brandon Clark would have been the number one, like my model's number one pick by far, right? If Zion Williams doesn't, Zion Williams doesn't exist, Brandon Clark is the number one pick by my model. And a lot of draft guys really like him. And he was really good in summer league. Um, the trick with him is like, is, is he, you know, there was a whole thing about short arms, but like he's, if, if he can play the three, right, then good Lord, he, his upside is the ceiling, right? And so they added Moran, who's really good. Uh, they got Jaron Jackson. I love JV, even though he's kind of is he is he going to be healthy to start the season? 
I don't think we know for sure, but it kind of seems like he'll be okay. And I mean, this team. Well, and the other got- big question with Memphis is because uh, right now they actually have a lot of wing depth because of guys like Iguodala and Jay Crowder. Now, how many of those guys start and finish the season on the Grizzlies is an open question, and that could end right. up being an important factor in this. And this actually ended up being one of the harder harder ones for me, and the reason why is because I think. In their current iteration, this is a like probably a low, maybe low to mid thirties win team. However, I don't feel super confident that they're going to end the season that way. So really, it's about yeah they they have a they have a lot of incentive not to win. But not not uh, only not only that, yes. but just because they they have a lot of incentive to if they can get assets for the non parts of their future. So like Andre Iguodala, if you can get something for Iguodala, you damn well better do it because going, having him help you go from 30 to 32 wins means basically nothing. You know, like it's nice and it's a good part of the story and you can be a mentor, could even have him on the team for the first couple months of the year. But a lot of the, so, so it becomes, well, okay, do they play at like a 33, 34 win pace for long enough that tailing off doesn't take them all the way below the doesn't take them below the overline and the answer is maybe but so i had written over fade but i'm gonna go under fade for two reasons one is i think that they're uh you know relying on a young point guard as much as i love jaw long term that's gonna hurt and you know going from obviously going from Connolly to jaw is is a big swing but this is a very different roster as you said and then the other reason is that they are the really the only team, especially the only team in the West, and that's a very important point, that has a clear incentive, if they're in the right place, to just lose games like crazy. Because the benefit for them of doing that is, yeah, you talked about how the lottery odds are balanced, but what that means is if they can get, let's say they can get to three, then that can basically mean that they're going to keep the pick or get really close to it, and there's a lot of value in that. So maybe they're the fifth or sixth or seventh worst team for most of the year, but then the other teams do what the Hawks did, and they keep pushing, and Memphis just, they hit the brakes a little hard, and then that's and that's where they get to like 27. You know, I, again, it comes back to me, I really like the guys they brought in, um, but I see the incentive, so to me it's an overfade. Right, so uh, Jacob has it as an overplay in his model. I see exactly. But here's the thing. Again, I actually think that the guys they got are like really good rookies. Well, and yeah, so and, they and, actually, and if you told me right now that the veterans that they added in were going to be on the team the whole year, this would be yeah. an overplay, no questions asked. Yeah. So, I, I, but I think it's it's overfade. I think the action and the real interesting bets for this team are the rookie bets. I think that's where the that's where the the money is. I I like Jaw. And I also like the bet on Brandon Clark. Uh, well, see, the, the, problem, the problem with Clark, and we talked about this in the... The minutes. It, well, not only the minutes, but the counting stats. Clark is not... You know, he, he can be an efficient scorer, but I don't think he's going to be a volume guy. And really, Rookie of the Year, even going back to Malcolm Brogdon winning it, it is a lot of a volume thing. And I think that's going to really help John Moran. Yeah, I think, I think again, I think the best bet on the board for Rookie of the Year probably remains uh, Barrett. Uh, it's ninety to one though, so it's, to me it'd be tempting. I'd be rooting for it, uh, but I think you're probably right because I think Clark is is like he's got like Draymond potential, well, kind of like he's all, the guy. There's he's also the guy a Jaron Jackson goes, possibility. So like I thought Jaron Jackson was one of the best rookies last year, but he was never gonna he was never gonna win Rookie of the Year because he wasn't that guy. So, do, do, what if, what about Jod four to one? 
I'm on board with it. I think that he'll put on yeah. the counting stats. I think that's a, I think that's a good number. I would if I I would feel happy putting some putting some. It wouldn't I wouldn't hammer it because that's a pretty reasonable number. But I like Jaw, and I, I it wouldn't surprise me at all if he won. I must say we both. But like Jaw, both- let's say let's say this. I feel a lot better at Giannis at three to one for MVP, which we talked about in the last episode, than I do Jaw four to one to win Rookie of the Year. Yeah, we both like the four to one, but we don't we we we, we don't love it for for Jaw. Yeah, he's also on Memphis, so it's a smaller market, so eh, we yeah, don't but, love but, it. But, I mean, he, he'll get shooting opportunities, especially because some of the vets that they have, like, even if, let's hope Kyle Anderson can be healthy this year. Yeah, but he's the, not He's not going to get 25 shots a game, like, no. or 30 shots a game, like, like, like RJ, RJ Barrett. Yeah, RJ is going to have those nights where we're like, oh, he went for he went for 30. Yeah, he shot the ball 40 times. Yeah, um, it, it wouldn't surprise me if we had a circumstance where like if, par- paralleling Jaron Jackson a little bit where like I'm higher on him like in terms of where his game is going than his final standing in rookie of the year. Like that wouldn't shock me at all. Um, and I mean, if I'm Memphis, I'd rather be there than have a guy win rookie of the year and not be as good. So, you yeah. know, if, if that's the choice you have to make, it's, that's the choice you have to make. I honestly think that there's 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 like a twenty five percent chance that Brandon Clark ends up being the best player in this class. Well, actually, let me rephrase that. Like, let's like signs over there somewhere, right? Like, there's like a forty percent chance that like Brandon Clark is the best player in this class, regard like outside of sign. And again, there's there's certain things that have to happen. Like the to me, like if it, it's it, it comes down to like. Like, whether can like, it was the same thing with Grant for the Celtics. It was like, both those guys, can they play the three at the NBA level? If he can play and guard the three, then holy crap. But you're right. He's not going to be a counting stats guy. He's going to be a guy who just does stuff, like an AK, AK-47 type, right? And that's really good, actually, particularly in the modern game. So, I mean, we don't we don't like the division odds. No, no. And, well, actually, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. We don't, it's like looking which one it is. No, no, no. Southwest. No, no, no. Nope. No, there, no, there, no. there are like, teams in that division. Right. Yeah, like yeah. San Antonio. Say, like there's no, there's no way there. Like San, San Antonio exists, right? And, well, Houston and we exists. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, but you know what I mean. Like, there's like even even if something happened in Houston, San Antonio exists, right? Yeah. So like, no, no, yeah, it's it's, it's not it. happening. So we can we can move on to the, the and this is pretty amazing to me. The 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 team that's pro- projected by Vegas to have the third lowest, the third worst record in the Western Conference, and that is the Oklahoma City Thunder. What they won last year doesn't matter because they traded away their two best players. And uh, so if you want to go over, you can get it at 31.5. And And if you want to go under, you can get it at 33.5. This is one of the best overs on the board to me. This is an overplay, zero hesitation. Overplay, zero hesitation on the Thunder. This is still a talented enough team. Like, they're... So, yeah, Paul George was awesome last year. But... Remember, so, do you, do you, do you, so are you are you saying you think Chris Paul and Stephen Adams are both going to and Daniel and, and Danilo are all going to be on this team like past the All Star break? No, no. I think they're gone. I think at least think, some of them are gone. But here's the thing: Oklahoma City last year, they were great defensively, and Paul George was a part of it, but he wasn't the whole thing. And their offense is going to be worse, but Gallo is going to really help. I think they're, to me, in this iteration of them, they're around a 500 team, all, all things equal. So if they're a 500 team until, or or thereabouts, so maybe they're a couple games under, you know, something in that range, until early February, two things can happen. One, they can trade a lot of guys and be worse then, and then I think they'll be getting around that 32 number. Or 
they're doing well enough where they don't really sell off as much, and then they blow past this number. So it's not a 100% sure thing, especially because two of their best players are hardcore injury risks, and they will be on a less competitive team. So that means they'll that that means they'll be they'll get more rest, and they'll if they if they get hurt they'll miss more time. But they're just good. Like I I think the Thunder like if to me if the Thunder were in the Eastern Conference, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they made the playoffs. Like that's how good I think they are. Ooh. I'm I'm kind of thinking like they're this team. I think this is gonna go south with this team. Really, there's there's potential for this just going south on them. So. Yeah. I see what you're like. Here's the thing. I kind of again. I think that this is just going to be kind of. They're going to blow the hell out of this team up, and I think I think basketball is out of Oklahoma City in five years, right? It's just this team is just going to disappear off the face of the map. Um, well, see, here's the, they have they have the pieces to get better. I mean, their their fans are their fans are pretty awesome. I mean, I have my misgivings with how they with how they got the team, but. I think they'll be okay, and especially with Shea and all these picks. I don't. They've but never, they're, they're, they've there never, will be some rough times. They've never been bad, right? So I don't know how they're going to kind of like take that. And but it, I don't think it'll be that long. You know, like I, I, my instinct is that if they are, it'll be you know not not zero time, but a, you know like a year or two. I don't think I don't think it'll nobody, be. Nobody's taking nobody's taking Chris Paul, and but I do think Steve. Uh, I, I do think Adams. You think somebody's taking Chris maybe, Paul? Maybe, maybe somebody's taking Chris. But maybe if Chris, if Chris Paul's there and he can actually play, even if he plays sixty games, that's a huge floor raiser for them. Yeah, how many how many games is Chris Paul going to play? He hasn't he hasn't been healthy, and he's I don't know that he's going to be that motivated to play here. Although he is coming back, he did play in Oklahoma as a as as a home when he was with uh, New Orleans, right? Um, so well, he has. Well, and been Paul, I think Paul's going to be motivated by the prospect of playing for a different team. You know, like if he if the, the worse he plays and the less he plays for the Thunder, the less likely it is that a good team trades for him. So that's a pretty big motivator if he could get, you know, like Miami or somebody else to have an interest in him, whether it's this year or next summer. I think at some point they're like they're they're going to they're going to cap and stretch them is what it's going to end up happening in the situation. But if they're going to do that, it's two years from now. It's it, it's too much money to do that with just the same thing as like John Wall. You know, like it, it might happen, but it's not going to happen soon. Yeah, I think the, I think I, I'm really surprised Adams didn't get moved. Is 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 or he hasn't? Well, been and moved. I think that's another sign. Like my my instinct on my instinct on how it's going to work out is I think Presti is going to really play out the string this year. Maybe if they and then maybe next year if they sell it out. Now Gallo is an easier one because if 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 a team wants him, then I think they can get him because he's an expiring contract. I doubt he's going to resign there unless you know he has a really good year or something like that. So, but. Paul and they have and remember this team has been good defensively for a long time and Russell Westbrook was not that important a part of that like you know like his defensive rebounding certainly helped and this stuff about but, but I I think I think that his that was over was was largely overrated as coming as somebody who like who loved Russ in college and went to school with him and all that it's just that's not that's not what he does so yeah, I'm just you're I'm just the, comf- I, I I admit that I am probably, you know, like for me this is probably it's it's the closest I'll probably come to like last year when I was just hammering the Jazz over and just saying like this team is way better than everybody thinks they are. That's kind of how I feel. That's kind of how I feel about this Thunder team. So I, I first, but I understand I'm on affiliate. a limb. Their first affiliate is protected 1 to 20, right? Yeah. But so I don't, 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 so I don't care about tanking. Um, and the no, number I mean, is thirty-one and a half. The incentive of tanking is that it gives them a better pick. It does not really f- allow them to keep the pick. I that's, feel like that's, 
I feel like they're going to be selling, and I feel like guys like no- Noels are like. I think everybody on this team is on the block. However, they are still. Be, they still have a decent coach, and they still have a decent defense, and they still have Chris Paul. You know what? You're you're. Hmm. It's thirty-one and a half. That that number is so low, and they have no incentive. Um, you're talking me to overplay. And I was gonna go over fade, but you know what? I'm gonna go over play because I, I see it. Like it's 31 and a half. Paul, Chris Paul's gonna be motivated, even if they sell. Like let's say they play half the year, they could get to 20. They could get to 20. They could get to. They could be at the all for well, well, like here, 20, here's, 20, here's the number that I can throw. Last year, the Washington Wizards won 32 games. Yeah. And they and they underperformed their point differential by a little bit. Yeah, this, but this team is this team is better than the. the they're Washington so Wizards. much better than yeah. last year's Wizards. Are they better than the Hawks this year? Yeah. Because they play defense. I mean, their offense is. I'm, I'm going to probably watch less of them than the Hawks, but but they're. Are they better than the Bulls? Well, I don't think they need to be better than the Bulls to exceed their over under. Are they better than the Pistons? No, probably not. Unless well, it depends. It, 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 unless I mean, if Chris Paul plays eighty games, they are right. Right. If, sure, if, but if Chris, if, Paul, if Chris Paul plays eighty games, it'll be the first time since twenty fifteen. Right. So if, if Chris Paul play, plays seventy games, they're better than the Pistons. They're better than the Pistons, I think. Um, and if, Steve, if 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 Chris Paul, Stephen Ad, and Stephen Adams both play seventy games, then this is an easy over. The question is whether or not. Um, yeah, but I'm talking myself into it. Like even there's 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 enough margin. Whereas even if they blow it up, like thirty one and a half isn't that bad. And I think Donovan's still going to try, and there's no incentive for them to like lose. Because, like, you know, they, you know, it's one to twenty, so there's no real incentive. They're still getting, they're still getting their pick, right? right? So, but I've talked myself into it. I yeah. mean, well, but and and so the other the other bets for them aren't good, though. I mean, two hundred to one for the division is crazy, but when you think about who's in their division, that kind of makes sense. And they're not gonna they're not gonna win the conference. I mean, that's it's not that type of team. They don't have an MVP candidate. They don't have a Rookie of the Year candidate. I don't think Baisley is gonna be there. So I think that's about it. Um. Yeah, the sequence of events for Chris Paul to like win MVP. Yeah, uh, it's not good. He he's not going to play enough games. I mean, he, I I've been a fan of the point god for such a long time. He, it that that time of his career is over. He, without, he should without, have already without, won, but he didn't. Without so. major changes to the uh, to the league's uh, drug policy, he's not, <laughs> no. He's a, yeah. He, he's like yeah. No, there's no. He just, he just, his body won't hold up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let, let's okay, move to so, one of the more. This is to me one of the most interesting way, lines. We that that was uh, that was all agreement. Uh, we've had two all agreements: the Suns and the uh, Thunder, in which like both cases over. Uh, so I said we're going to go more over. Yeah, I think right now. Um, well, we're I've at least gone, for at least for now. That will, I, I've gone over I'm, three times. You've gone over four times. Yeah, I've gone over three times for the West, which is kind of. Oh no, that's right. I was sorry. I was looking at the Bucks too. It's, You're it's, it's, the it's two. Yeah. It's two. It's two out of three for me, and three out of three for you. Right. Oh, there's only one under pick so far for the West, which is the you for the Memphis Grizzlies, and I think yeah. you probably. And, I had that as an I had that as an over until we started recording. I switched yes. it because I started thinking about the tank incentives and all that. Yes. But let's move to the Sacramento Kings. The Kings last year, one of the best stories in the entire NBA. They won 39 games, played to their point differential behind Dave Yeager, who is now not their coach, and they hired Luke Walton in his stead. They they spent a bunch of money in the offseason. They got Deadman. They retained Harrison Barnes. They signed Ariza and Corey Joseph. And Vegas thinks they're basically right around the same thing. So they're they're if their under is thirty seven, so you need to bet. So it's thirty eight or higher. And then their their under is thirty eight and a half, so you need to thirty eight or lower. And is I this think a better is this a better team than last year? 
Yes, I think that it is overall. However, last year's team was pretty healthy. And, you know, Bagley missed some time, but he was a rookie. Fox stayed really healthy. Bogdanovich missed some time, but he, but they, overall they were a pretty healthy team last year. They were also, they were also a very young team, too. Well, and so. they, were, they were very young, but they also had, uh, and this was something I looked up for a, for a different thing, that they were very, so I was always shocked at how, how effective their defense was because it never looked to me like their defense was actually that good. And a big part of it was that they got exceedingly lucky on opponent three-point shooting so they were you know not exceedingly likely but they gave up well, a bunch of, they gave up a bunch of threes and the opponents didn't make that many of them so were they but, but were they selling out at the line though defensively i think your i think that was a yorga thing right i think he they would set they would sell defensively at the line if i remember correctly when that, that was a kind of a strategy that they don't which again yorga's not there anymore so they might like it's walton and walton doesn't do that so um actually let me think. Uh, actually, no. Walton does that too. So, yeah. I mean, selling out of the line is a is a, a thing that that people do. So, I mean, it's fair. I, again, I think my argument for them is I think they're better than last year. Are they? So, by osmosis, you would expect them to be better than they were last year, just because it's a young team getting slightly older. Plus, I think the talent that they added was decent, not bad, right? So, it's it's Arisa, who's who's a guy who can shoot threes and defend. Deadman, Corey Joseph. Rashawn Holmes. I mean, I think it's. I mean, it's not like they there was a glaring hole that was created. They lost Willie Kelly Stein, but that's not a huge deal, I don't think. No, um, especially because they replaced him with Deadman, who's better. Yeah, so it's. I it's, mean, he's different. Like they're going to lose some of their transition identity just because they don't have as many runners as they did. You know, Willie Cauley Stein was really good for that part of it. He just wasn't good defensively. So what's what are the splits with or without Harrison Barnes? That I think is the question. For I, I don't have those on offhand. Oh God! I think were they better with with or without him? That's, well, there, were, that's there was also some context just with where they were in this season and all that kind of stuff. So, so my answer to this is, I think they're better, but I don't think they're a lot better. And I think that there's there's a distinct risk that due to health or playing the wrong guys or just you know basically like the idea that there's there's some regression that could end up hitting them. Whether yeah, it's but Vegas is being, Vegas being nice and giving you thirty seven and a half on this. Yeah, like this. So I went under fade here, but I don't feel good about it. Like I, I think this is a really good number. I think it's gonna. I think they're gonna be in the mid to high thirties. But I again, this this is probably the quintessential. There are more ways to go under than over team for me because I think they're a better team than this number. But it won't take much. But there's. I mean, here's the thing. There's some death on this team. It's not like it's not like if one guy gets hurt, right? You know, if unless they that guy's the, unless more, that guy's De'Aaron Fox, in which case they're totally screwed. But even if Fox, like, here's the thing, like, this was, this was an either or thing for for DFS. Like, if Fox, like, if, so if one of the one of the guys was missing, you wanted the other one. So if like it, it Fox or Heal didn't go off together, it's like when like Fox well, was yeah. out, then Heal did be. So, sure, I mean, but, that, they, but that's more of a DFS thing than a winning basketball thing. Like, I think. Well, no, but I mean, like, there was there was there was it's a it's like CJ it used to be the same with CJ and Dame. Like, it wasn't they had enough like flex where it wasn't that big a deal. They, they've got they've also got Farrell and then but Julian can actually can step on and hit some stuff. So even if Fox is down, there's enough death on this team that it's not that bad. I mean, you've got Bagley and a couple other guys. So I'm I'm kind of I'm talking like I kind of think that the number is a bit low, just a slight bit low. So to me, it's like it's over fade because as you said there isn't much uh like it's gonna be my fourth over in a row but really it's 37 and a half and i kind of feel like 
well, shit, they can they did that last year, and I think it's a better team this year, and it's older, so I think they'll do better. Uh, and I don't know that like Jorger to Walton is a downgrade, really, right? So yeah, I don't. I, I generally don't think that it is. Just depend depending on how he resonates with the players and all that kind of stuff. So we're we're both we're both fade, but I'm over your under. Yeah, right? it, I think we're really close on this. It's just how it's we're probably within a win. Like this is one yeah, of those if, if, we disagree. If the line was thirty eight, if the line was thirty eight and a half. I'd be on, I'd be I'd be I'd be under with you, but like at thirty seven and a half, I'm like, eh. I, I mean, it's think entirely it, possible that this is one that like they win thirty eight and we're both right. Like I think that's yeah, a possibility yeah. here. It, that is a definite definite possibility. Their, their division title, all that odds aren't good because no, it's, it's no, the Pacific no. Division, and I love De'Aaron Fox, but he's not an MVP candidate yet. So I don't think we need to get into that too much. And they have no rookies, so they don't have a rookie of the year candidate. So instead, we can move on to a really fascinating one, and that's the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Timberwolves, with a like just a, a wild year, won 36 games, and Vegas, you know, they did have some veteran departures to be sure. Vegas thinks that they will that, like put the number lower for this year. So if you want to go over, you can get it at 34.5. If you want to go under, you can get it at 35.5. This is an overplay for me. Not one that I feel great about. Like this is one of the ones that wasn't on my first pass, but when I thought I needed a couple more just to make it go. And there are a couple reasons why. One what, is another over? Yeah, for me. Well, I have two unders oh, already. God. So you have you have you have four overs and no unders. I'm at two and two before this. But so I, I think that their offense is going to, to work a lot better. And as long as they get more Covington than they did last year, which was very little because A, they traded for him and B, he was hurt. I, I like some of the t- some of the stuff here defensively. You know, I obviously don't love Wiggins defensively. I don't love Wiggins at all in any in any way, shape, or form. And I don't. I'm not a huge Jarrett Culver guy, but at least having another option is a nice thing. So there well, shall. Been, Wiggins is better than Jason Tatum. Did you hear? Oh God, we do we do we do not need to indulge that. So okay, sorry. So I, I so I, I this is I just think this is too low a number. I think the Wolves are more of like a 37, 39 win team, and. I'm going to let you talk, and then I have I have something else I want to spend some time on. They're worse than they were last year, aren't they? Well, they they might be worse in terms of talent, but remember how dysfunctional they were, and they were dealing with with Tom Thibodeau and everything else. Like I, I think I, I think they're worse in terms of talent, but the other stuff can't be worse. So where you draw that line, what comes out in the wash is is a hard is a hard question. I mean, I like I, I'm 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 a, I'm a Carol Anthony Towns. Fan, I think Covington is great as a cover, but I would lo- I would lo- I would feel a lot better about this roster and this team if Andrew Wiggins wasn't there. Uh, and in fact, I, I guarantee, like the, the moment Andrew Wiggins isn't on this team, I'm, I'm on I'm on Team Timberwolves over. Right? It's gonna be like every time a player like like the well, like, yeah. Time- I mean, there was the, there. I kept on thinking early in the, the early in the offseason there was this possibility that they were going to get. Even though I'm not a huge D'Angelo Russell fan, they were going to get D'Angelo Russell and somehow offload Wiggins, and I was just like, yeah. "Oh my god!" My my opinion of that team would transform overnight. So, who's the second best player on this team? Covington. Oh God! I and like Covington I, I is, like I like Covington a lot. I'm I a like fan. Covington. Covington is a guy who's great if he's like your the guy who's like your sixth guy who's your the guy who's your defensive specialist, right? He's a perfect guy like to be like the fifth guy on a Spurs championship team, right? Which is great. I mean, but on like he's wasted on, on, on he's basically he's basically like a, a bargain he's a bargain basement 
or a, or a, or a, a bargain version of Otto Porter Jr., which is fine. I mean, it depends on the team that you're looking oh, at. Oh, see, see, I think he's Robert, way better defensively Robert, because he's Robert, intelligent and he's a, he's a better team guy, and I think he's going to help them more offensively. Yeah, but I think Covington, yeah, that's would, fine. Be, Covington would be fantastic on the Lakers, right? Like, sure, if, absolutely. If the Lakers, the Lakers Covington, would kill to have, well, would have, to have Covington on the team. But on Minnesota, he's kind of wasted. Ah, okay, Towns, Covington, who's their next best, best guy? Probably Teague. Oh God! Yeah, and, um, he has, and and the other big concern for Washington for for Minnesota is they're extremely shallow. Like it, you know, there there are a lot of guys on this team that they don't have good replacements for. They're deepest at center, which is not a position you need to be deep at, especially when you have Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, Josh. Josh is over on this, and I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under fade. Uh, um, I just don't see it. I, I just, I, I, I kind of think 34 is too high, and I think they're going to be really interested in going down and getting some picks, right? I think well, they're, they're still kind of, so I kind of feel like it's under fade for me. So I'm, I'm just more of a believer in the Wolves, and I'm also a believer in one other thing that's on the table for them, and that is, you know, I'm not saying that he's going to win it, but Carl, if you can get Carl Anthony Towns at 50-1 to 1 for MVP, I seriously consider it, because I want to, this is not the first time these stats have been on Real GM nobody, Radio. Nobody, nobody wins the MVP without having been in the top five first. And he's yeah, never but but here, but I think this is something you could hedge off of. That's basically the idea. So but here, well, I, no, I, I just want to, I just want to, sh- I just want to share what Carl Anthony Towns post All Star splits were: twenty eight points, thirteen point four rebounds, three point eight assists, sixty three percent true shooting, thirty three percent usage. Theoretically, if he were to do that, first of all, they're making the playoffs. Second of all, not. like that, that's more of a Russ MVP type season, but it's possible. Not in the, not in the West. Right, I don't think I don't think there's I don't think there's a chance I don't think they're make how many games there, how many games is it going to take to get in the playoffs in the West? I think it's less than you do. Um, I so forty five. Yes, I think it might be a little bit less than that. Depending, you know, basically it depends on whether like teams like the Mavs and Spurs stay healthy or not. Pelicans, I think I think yeah. it it could be it could be more like forty two. But I, I'm guessing it's going to be 44, 45. I don't, I don't, I don't. See, here's the thing. I don't think Minnesota, Minnesota should not want to make the playoffs this year. They really shouldn't, because they, they, it is in their interest to be in the lottery this year, right? Because they need one more guy, and ideally, the best thing they could do is move Wiggins somehow. If any, somebody, somebody, anybody, take Wiggins. Because if they do that and get something and pieces back from it, then this roster starts to make sense. Right now, to me, it's it's kind of yeah. So I have to go under because I kind of think like they're under fade, right? I'm going to go under fade because I think that they're, they're somewhat worse than they were last year and their incentives are the wrong way, right? So, and, and even though if I could bet on like Carl Anthony Towns to finish top five in an MVP, I consider it, but not to win. I don't think he, he they're not going to win enough. Nobody, he, he won't like a, a guy on a team that won't win 50 games isn't, isn't winning the MVP. That's just not going to happen. Not in our life. Yeah, I think it's more for me just that 50 to one is a, is a low number. So, you know, again, this is kind of like the, we talked about Blake Griffin on the other one, just throw a couple bucks on it. You know? Yeah. And so, so you said I, I'm underfade. You're over overplay. 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 I'm, I'm a believe. I'm a. I'm, this isn't as strident as my OKC take, but you know this is this is one of my dicier plays. But I just I just like this team. Um, okay, cat cat. What was it? Fifty to one. Fifty to one. It's not like my best bet on the board or anything silly like that. But it, you know, it, and it would also I think that would be a really fun one to have if this season goes well. Yeah, here's the thing. I think I think the I think the Wolves will be happy if if they're like a thirty bro, thirty odd. 
Like I, I don't think there, I don't think there's an incentive for them to like really be good, and I don't think they have the, they don't, I don't think they have the talent to compete this year. So I think it's more kind of a, a get a couple more assets, get a, a couple more experience, right? And I think that that's fine, right? Yeah, so, the, and, that, and that's why I'm a little bit scared about the play here. Is that if they win, if they win 35 games, it's not a disaster, and so that's you know that's always a, a concern because then it's it's easy if it's at 35 to be there that you get to 33 or 32, and then you get it, and I don't. But you know, yeah, I think you have to roll the dice somewhere. East, if they're in the East, they'd be more they'd be more interested in it. I oh, absolutely, because then the, the incentives would change around, uh, and their division, all that, no, not worth discussing. Plenty more to talk about with Arturo Goletti, but first a message from betonline.ag. The start of college football season is here with Miami versus Florida on Saturday, and then we also have more NFL preseason on the way, and there's only one place that has you covered, one place we trust, that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% welcome bonus. You have that Miami-Florida game on Saturday, but also a nice weekend in the preseason, Ravens-Eagles, Packers, Raiders, Texans, Cowboys, and Seahawks, Chargers. You can take a look at any of those or anything else that you're going to be watching over the week or the weekend. And uh, you don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore. You can get in on the action. And if you do, don't forget to use the Podcast One promo code or you can text BETNOW, B-E-T-N-O-W, to 238-669. And either way, you get that 50% welcome bonus and tell them that you came from us. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. We can move on to the Dallas Mavericks. The Mavericks won 33 games, underperformed their point differential actually by about four games, and are a they're a, they're a somewhat different team. I mean, obviously they had zero Kristaps Porzingis last year. They will hopefully have more than zero Kristaps Porzingis this year. But all the other all the other kind of shift arounds on the roster around Luca, even if I think this was a pretty immensely disappointing offseason for them. And the line is set at 40 and a half either way. So it's 41 and over if you want to go over and then 40 and under if you want to go under. I'm going to let you talk so first. What if, so, okay. So they they lost DeAndre. They automatically trade him. And like uh, no Trey Burke, no Wes Matthews, right? So no major losses for them. And they added DeLon, uh, who's good. I mean, DeLon they Wright is they good. Added they, Seth, added they added Seth Curry. Seth, who's, who I think is... Is they so um, Carlisle really thrives having that kind of like garland, like specifically like he's a Bure guy. He's a guy who can kind of shoot and do things, smaller guard and do that. He does that. And they added Boban, who I really like. So, I mean, I like the pieces that they added. Um, and I think uh, Luca's good. They're going to be trying this year. Um, they don't have Harry B anymore, which is a plus. Uh, and uh, I mean, it's kind of how good do you think Christoph Persingas is going to be? I think it's going to be interesting because Persingas has never played with a team that's been like he's never played with a good team, really. And I think this team is on the border and the cusp of, be, of being good, right? Uh, Carlisle's a good coach. This has some good. The team has some. I mean, they have solid talent. They have a legitimate star in Luca and a possible companion star in Persingas. And I say possible because Persingas is is he again. He gets the benefit of being in the New York market, right? It, so he he you know he's he's also in Fortale and can shoot. So we've known that Carlisle knows how to handle that. So it's going to be interesting how it goes. And again, I like the pieces that they added. So hmm, I'm and again. I, 
you know, I'm I'm gonna say I'm bullish on this team somewhat. Um, is it enough for me to like them over well, 40 and a half? If uh, I'm overplay here, and I, I I've talked over, I've talked up too. I've talked up Rick Carlisle for all these years, and you you brought up Porzingis has never played on a good team, and that's totally fair. He's also never really played for a good coach. And I think that's yeah. going to be yeah. Carlisle's going to use him so much better. He can play with actual competent offensive players. He and Luca can, can Luca, Luca can pass the ball. Oh, Luca can pass the ball. They're going to have better spacing. And Porzingis, I think that he has a lot of untapped defensive potential. You know, playing power forward, I think he's better as a rim protector now. Depending on how Dallas runs their big man rotation, maybe he plays with Powell and other stuff and doesn't play as much straight five. But I like a lot of this. You know, it's not perfect if I would have been banging the Mavericks over if they had, let's say, gotten Danny Green or some of those other things that were potentially on the table with all that cap space that they had. But they're a deep team. They're a well-coached team. And they have they have upside potential. And so, and the other thing that I think makes it a little bit different, why I'm a little bit more confident they're over than a team like Minnesota, is the structural stuff. You know, I don't but think... I don't think Mark Cuban and Rick Carlisle and Donnie Nelson want to go back to the lottery for another year. So if they're close, yeah. I think they're going to buy. Yeah, they, they never. They, they, I, I did a study. They're, they're like they, they don't really focus on that. I actually talked to Mark, and Mark does not focus on the draft at all. That's not his thing. So I think that like this team is kind of set up for that. What's their best five? Uh, this is a like an interesting question. Yeah, I mean Luca and Porzingis are are really probably the only two definites in that curry curry's probably in it i think he's their best their best guard um which is also kind of amazing in and of itself i would probably and granted i that's also i'm understanding that i'm an anomaly here i think i'd put as the other big i'd have moxie kleba i love moxie kleba i think he's i think he's a really talented guy and then you can kind of play five out which i really like and then for the last spot you could play it a little bit by ear Finney Smith, if you need a defensive guy there, I'd be interested. Uh, I'd be, in, I, but Jalen Brunson's an option, especially if he I, really grows after this last after this last year. I'd, uh, be, te- I'd be really tempted to run Luca, Porzingis, Boban, Curry, and uh, and Courtney Lee. I'd of course tempted. you would. Of course you. Uh, that that's right in your wheelhouse. Um, well, no, but here's, here's the thing. And again, I, I come I come to this. It's like. Boban's underrated because people think he's a five. He's a four. Like you put that, and then like Luca can basically handle the ball, and for six and stretch because he can basically make threes, and then you put Curry who can shoot. That's kind of an interest. That that they're certain they're going to be teams, like there's some flexibility on like oh Delon Wright. We I forgot about Delon Wright. Delon Wright's another guy that can actually like get some playing time. There. Yeah, and and, so, DeLon, and Delon is a lot more valuable if you're playing a guy like Porzingis who can shoot because then you his limitations yes. aren't as big of a deal. This roster, like looking at it, it's interesting. Like if you look at it, it makes sense. It can match up really well in different places. I definitely think th- this is definitely like when they were trying last year, they were close to a 500 team, and I think this is a better team than that. So I think it's, I, I think it's clear. This is a better team. This is a 500 team, right? This is looking at it and going like, this is a 500 team. Can they win the Southwest? No, they can't win the Southwest. Well, hmm, 12 to one. What do you think? No, I mean the Rockets are because to me Dallas like they're not a fifty win yeah. team. You know they, we'll get we'll, we'll get there. Well, they could they I could mean, get I think they could get to the mid forties. Like I think there's a, there's an optimistic there's an optimistic bent here that they're you know like maybe like forty six forty seven. But yeah, but that's probably not enough to win this division. What do you think about Luca at seventy to one to win the MVP? 
I, I think he needs more time. This could be the year that puts, like, kind of like that Giannis year where it's like, oh, yeah, this dude's really good, but he doesn't win. And then maybe then he gets on our radar for next year. But I don't think he's going to uh, win. How many games would they have to win for him to be in the MVP conversation? 50. Is that a 12 to 1 bet? Well, he, that's the conversation. I like. I don't think so. I, I, think that, I mean, I'm it's, really. I'm really tempted. I'm really tempted by. The, I'm really tempted by that. By that. By that number on him. He's like seventy to one. Mm, that's that's kind of. I, I did say that like nobody wins the MVP without finishing top five, and I think there's a better. Ch- he, I think he can finish top five and lose. So I'm gonna kind of stay off it. But it's 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 really kind of it's it's really tempting. And, and like if it wasn't like that, I would be really thinking because like, I, I think this is a much better. Like he, there was nobody for him to pass to last year, right? Not really. And this year, there do like like I think at all times there's going to be somebody who can actually put the ball in the bucket next to him, and uh, it's going to be really interesting because that's going to make that's going to make him a lot more dangerous. You can't focus on him. He can, and this is a guy who can actually pass the ball, move around. We've seen it, so it's going to be really interesting. And I, I I'm, I'm I'm bullish on this team. I think it's going to be a really interesting team. I think I think like low key this team could get to like the 45 number without like too much trouble. Yeah, I, and I, that and that's why it was an overplay for me. Do you, do you like do you like the do you think the Mavericks or the Celtics are better? Celtics. I think Celtics are better, but. You think the Mavericks or the Pacers are better? Pacers are better in talent. If Victor Oladipo misses a lot more time than I expect, it gets closer. But I, I like the Pacers. I mean, they yeah. were so good last year. Yeah. What about the Nets and the Nets and the Mavericks? That's a closer call. I think I would. I think I'd probably go Nets, but it's close. That, that that's right the around Mavericks, the line. I think the Mavericks have the higher floor. That's that's my thing. I think I'm they have the higher. Like, I think they have the higher floor, lower ceiling. Yeah, because I, I think like because of Carlisle. Maybe not because, even a lower ceiling though, because Kevin Durant. Yeah. If, we, if we treat KD as basically out for the regular season. Yeah, if 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 if, if Porzingis comes out and basically has a career, which is possible in the Carlisle because he's never played on a good coach, then yeah, the ceiling on this team is pretty damn high. Right, because then then you're talking about something completely yeah, different. Yeah, like, I, I think there's an outside outside shot that they're like this year's Nuggets, where there there's just a better team in there than anybody really saw coming. And the, it's not, just not, an interesting, not to that, it, not to that extreme, obviously, but it, that it's, kind it's of an, an interesting idea. kind of thing. It's the same thing when you looked at we looked at Nuggets last year. We start looking at the roster and go like, oh, this is an interesting roster. There's some interesting pieces here. There's some like talent. There's some upside. A couple stars. There's a couple guys that are like interesting. It's a well coached and a good organization. So again, I think we both like them. Um, but I mean, we don't. We, we we can't talk ourselves into MVP or division or conference or title. Title five hundred? No, I mean five hundred to one for the title is like vaguely interesting. If you're, but... if, you're a, if you're if you're a Mavs fan, yeah, that, that number should that, that I would I would say that number should be a hundred to one. So if you're a Mavs fan, five hundred to one is hey, go ahead, you know what the hell? Yeah, it's not it won't it won't hurt you, right? It's, it's yeah, a you fun can all, you can also for. use that five dollars and like yeah, yeah, it, it's it's an interesting question, but. I think we can jump to another challenging one. The New Orleans Pelicans, totally different team. Don't need to talk about their win total for last year because Anthony Davis isn't there anymore. And well, but, Anthony Davis wasn't there anymore. Like we but he there wasn't there year. before. Yeah. So, so I'm a little bit less enthusiastic about this over under than some other people I've seen are. However, it's set at thirty eight and a half, thirty nine and a half. So if you want to go over thirty nine, if you want to go under thirty nine and under. And over, I, overplay, overplay zero hesitation. See, I'm an overfade. I was actually an underfade when I did my prep for this, and then when I thought about it, I'm just like, there's so much Dude, talent on this team. There's so much talent on this team. Like Jackson, Jackson, 
Jackson is good. Jackson is really like again. I, I spend a lot of time with draft nerds, and like God, they kill it in the draft. Jackson Hayes is good. He's really good. If they just gotten Jackson Hayes, that'd be good. But look at it. I mean, they. I mean, Anthony Davis lost, but Anthony Davis really wasn't playing for them. Like he basically stopped playing for them. Uh, at a certain point in the season. And, yeah, Julius Handel and Alfred Payton, but they really kind of, the important player was kind of really, Drew, who really didn't play last, like at the end of the last season because they were resting him. So they got that. They added Redick. You add Zion. Uh, you add Derek Favors. You add Lonzo Ball, who's finally, like, not using shitty shoes. Um, and I think is a really good defender and, and like, finally will have a shooting coach. Um, you add Ingram. Well, eh. But Hart, who I loved, who didn't play that well last season, but he was also hurt. And we'll get to, we'll talk about the Lakers training staff in a bit. But like every single player that the Lakers had, it's kind of funny that like if you think about the last five years, every single player of note that's been with the Lakers has gotten hurt. Even players who didn't get hurt before come to the Lakers get hurt. So I'm kind of bullish on getting players off the Lakers and seeing what you have. Because I think like between that and kind of the development staff and the lack of a shooting coach, I think that like there's upside there. So there's real upside with the players that they got. Uh, I like Hayes. I like Melly. I like this team. I think that number is. I think that line is just is just way too low. They don't need. They don't need to lose. This team has assets galore. So I mean, I think it. You know, given the way that staff works, I think that like this is an easy over for me. I mean, there's just it, there's just too much talent on this team. And again, it, it, it's 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 just it's good. I mean, the upside and the upside on this team is just like really high too. Well, so. What makes me a little bit more skeptical is just the idea that they don't have to push. You know, so they're, what, they're, what, what does what does Kevin Pelton have this number at? Thirty-eight five. So that's almost exactly what this is. Jacob has it at forty-five point. Yeah, he does. But so so here's my theory on why this is a fade and not a play. So if it works out easy, keep it all together and do everything. But if it's a little bit disappointing for whatever reason, and it could be that the the pieces don't fit together perfectly, it could be that Zion and Nikhil and Jackson Hayes are just a little bit young and J.J. Reddick's a little too old, then considering David Griffin's pragmatism and and just the, the idea, I could see them not tanking, but just shifting a little bit. And that doesn't necessarily mean trading Drew or anything else like that. Like, I could see them being a little bit behind this number and still having an encouraging season. So I'm over. I'm definitely. I, I'm an over on this, but I'm an over fade just because I could. I could see it not working perfectly. I also don't love all of the pieces fitting together. I like this. I like the 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 parts more than the sum, but. That happens, and and maybe they fix that through in season trades. I'm thinking it's more of a 2020 thing. Like, what's our be- what's a, what's our best five? Uh, in the regular season, I mean, because there are times when Reddick could get exploited against the best. Drew, JJ, Lonzo. Yeah, maybe, maybe you have a Lonzo. Lot of- Lonzo is underrated as a. Well, I mean, I, Drew. I, I, to me, Drew is way better than Lonzo. So if it's you know, like, there's no way that Drew's not in that five, and I think Lonzo's marginalized if he's playing with Drew, which is also. I mean, I mean, I think the guard. I guess you have Ingram, Ingram at the three, and then Zion. I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather. You know what? If I'm, if I'm, if I'm doing this, I'd rather I consider Lonzo at the at the three, and like as like a kind of a more defensive. I consider, I consider Josh Hart at the three as well. Yeah, so I, I don't like Ingram. I'd rather have coming off the bench. Lonzo's a good enough defender, and Hart's a good enough player that they're both. I'd, I'm okay with kind of running them out, particularly Alonso who's really good defensively and really tall. I'd, I'd really consider kind of using that and just like letting Redick and, and Drew use the shooting and just like have Alonso kind of like 
rely on passing and have a lot of shooters and the other dudes you can pass it to. And again, here's the thing. I I kind of feel that this team is going to out-talent bad teams. There's just too many good freaking players on this team, right? There they're, they're teams that just cannot hang with them. I mean, and yeah, there's there's some fit issues, there's some inexperience issue, but good lord, does this team is like they're gonna? There's certain teams that are just gonna dunk on. Well, but, right? here, and, but here's here's a challenge with that though. How many really bad teams are there? I mean, there there maybe two in the West, maybe. Yeah, that's fine. But they still they, there's there's twenty games against like really bad teams from the East, right? So eh. uh, I don't even I, mean, know if, I, I don't even know if there are that many in the East. I mean, there are probably four, and then there are a couple others that are on the margins. Like I, I think that there are fewer slim picking games. Granted, there will be teams that are worse because there'll be injuries and everything else. Like we know that. That's just the way this works. Who's their best player? Drew. Yeah. Who's their second best player? I don't think I. I don't think it's going to be Zion this early. I mean, I think it could. Be, I think he'll be better than. If I'm going to go, I'm gonna go with player, Favors. I think Favors will be yeah. their second best player. Yeah, they, again, Favors is good too. It's like if Sions is their second best player, then their this over is easy. Oh yeah, right. If Lonzo is their second best player, this over is easy, right? It's like if, if it's in, they, they, if it's Ingram, then it's either easy or really hard, just depending yeah, on which way it happened. They have they have four or five ping pong balls that if any of them hits, this over is easy. It's like Sion, Lonzo, uh, Jackson, like any of those hit. Right, then this over is just a walk. It's an over and a walk, right? And I think a lot of these have like really good odds. So that's this. I, this is why I like the over on this team. I think I think that number is way too low. If you put it at forty, I'd be sweating. But like thirty-eight and a half, eh. And again, this ownership has shown that they want to like. They, they, it's not an ownership that likes tanking, right? And it hasn't. Well, and, and I mean, and Gail really Benson's done a fantastic job, and it seems like uh, David Griffin negotiated for some real benefits, like medical staff and all that. Yeah, there. I, I if I just were a little bit less risk averse, I would probably go overplay here. But I usually like to see a team prove it at least once. And uh, so let's let's go briefly through their other odds. Twenty to one division. I don't like that just because there are other really good teams in this division. Yeah. You, it, it, it's not terrible. Like I could see people being interested, and then conference and title, they're just too. It, yeah. It's just too far for them. Uh, I mean Zion against the field. For rookie of the year, I'd be yeah. fine. I'd be fine with putting money on Zion. I don't think it's an amazing bet, just because if it's like because it, it, he's even paying out at less than one to one. Yeah, but, and I don't think I don't think I don't, I don't think that's correct. If I were if I were seeding it, I'd have Barrett getting much shorter odds, and Zion getting. Here's the thing: I, this doesn't mean I think that Zion is isn't. I think Zion is the best player from the rookie class easily, but given the composition of the roster of New Orleans. I don't think he's going to get enough opportunities because again, Jackson's there, you've got Derek Favors there, and you've got like so there. There's just not going to be enough ball to get to Sion. Like if like if Sion wins, I think in a way year, they're. I think in a way they're they're the, that they're too they're too good for Zion to have an amazing chance at Rookie of the Year because there are lots of other guys that can get credit and get shots. Well, no, but here's the thing: if Sion is good enough to win Rookie of the Year, then you should just bet the New Orleans over. Yeah, that's totally fair. Totally fair. Because that means like that means he's he's out there to he if he's out there being the destroyer of worlds, then dude, they're winning forty five or 50. like you know what I mean? Like if, if he's if he's having a Tim Duncan rookie year, it's it's like the Tim Duncan and, and then I mentioned Tim Duncan or Larry Bird rookie year where the dude goes out and he's just destroying worlds and the team is winning, you know, twenty more games. 
right? It will like it, it does it happens occasionally once a generation, and and I kind of think like for him to win Rookie of the Year, he has to have one of those kind of transformational seasons, and I'm and if he does that, then like just bet just bet the New Orleans over, right? Because it's better odds than like paying out at point seven, right? Which is you're you're get you're basically playing a hundred well, to get well, and five, especially so. also because there are ways that they can do the over without Zion being awesome. Yeah, if, ja, if Jamarant goes out and has a great year, of if, if Lonzo basically uh, goes out and, and and doesn't get hurt and 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 kind of like it works with the shooting coach and gets or there, or like favors can key their defense, or right. you know, there there are any number of like that, and that's why there's, yeah, there's, the over the over is like, a better bet. Now betting on Zion is fun. And I love him, but it, yeah, I think I think the over is a better bet by a, by a pretty good margin. Yeah, I mean, hell, if I if if you're if you're if you're betting on Zion, right, you're probably better. Like you're probably better off if you think he's going to win the Rookie of the Year. Just bet, just bet, just bet New Orleans at twenty to one to win the division, right? Yeah, I mean, which it's, is it's not it's not crazy because then they're then you're talking more like the high forties, low fifties, and there's a chance. Yeah, which, but again, you're holding twenty. Like here's what's happening: you're holding twenty to one. And then you're you're holding it against like margin bets later. So like, yeah. but yeah, that, if, again, here's the thing. I feel like for him to win the rookie of the year, given how many opportunities, I think, I think given the fact that like RJ's is going to get every single opportunity, um, he has to just have like the kind of season that like means like yeah, he's just okay, yeah, he, he's he's here, right? Zion has arrived, right? And if he's having that kind of season, then like division odds. And uh, I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna literally write this on. I'm gonna say, look, look. If if you think Zion is winning Rookie of the Year, just bet the Nola over or the Nola division because it's just better value, right? It just makes more sense to me, right? It, you know, you know, you get what I'm saying. Like, I, I'd rather you're getting you're getting a better payout against the worst number, and you're getting uh, or getting a 21. This is like sometimes when you if you think this team is going to win the Super Bowl, just bet this guy to win the MVP, right? Or like if you think if you think the it was the case if you think Toronto is going to win the finals, just bet on Kawhi Leonard to win MVP, right? Yep, because it was better odds. Um, yeah, I okay, think, I think so, we could jump to we could jump to San Antonio. Last year, the Spurs. Popovich magic, all that. They won 48 games. They are getting DeJounte Murray back. They uh, they had the the boondoggle where they were originally going to have, they were trading Davis Bertans and opening up the salary slot for Marcus Morris, and then Marcus Morris left. So they're, they're, they didn't have as much of a talent upgrade other than the return from injury. They got they, Demari Carroll. Yeah, they got Demari Carroll, but they they got Carroll and lost Bertans. So that's yeah, the better the better the better deal is getting DeJounte Murray back. That's that's it, kind it of is. the improvement. And, and, and so Vegas set, the line is forty six and a half either way. And to me, this wouldn't be like on pure talent. To me, this isn't this wouldn't be a particularly close call. But it's Greg Popovich and it's the San Antonio Spurs, so it is a very close call. Are they better than they were last year? It's close, right? It, I think it's close. It really depends on not only how good DeJounte and, and also Lonnie Walker, because he might be a part of the rotation, but remembering that they're replacing guys that generally did pretty well last year. I mean, like Derek White started 55 games and, and did, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't as amazing as that one playoff game every night out, but he did, he did pretty well. And, I think this is, this team is a year older and there's incentive to blow it up to me. Well, not only that, but I mean, LaMarcus played 81 games last year. Rudy playing 69, you know, that was kind of a lot for for a guy who's been he's now further away from from his injuries, but 
And I mean, I think they were. But they're they, also like Lamarcus, Lamarcus, Demar, and Gay are all older and kind of on right, the downside. Right. The, the, the age so curve is you, if, the, the age curve is less helpful for them than other teams, even though they do have some young dudes that are important, like Jakob Pertl, Derek White, Dejounte Murray, those type of. Guys. If your life, if your life depended on it, would you take the Mavericks wins or the Spurs wins? Mavericks. I think they're a better team. Right. I I, I kind of agree with you there. So to me, it's an under and a fade because I'm not betting against Pop. In what well, yeah, it's an under, I would I would not put money against Pop, but it's an under fade for me. And I said I wouldn't. I said I wouldn't like go against him for a long time. But this is just you, a you realize too- you realize both us and Jacob agree. So technically, this is a good bet. But I'm I'm kind of oh, I'm, no I'm, no don't don't bet I'm against pulling, the Spurs. I'm, don't do I'm it. Pulling, it's not, not good for your heart. Now and, do they? And, they're not. They're they're gonna they're gonna beat some bad teams, but I don't think there. I don't think there are as many. And I also like. I mean, one of the big downsides of Dejounte, I I I think he's gonna be a really good player, is that I do think that it takes away some of their some of their juice and identity offensively. You know, like it's just gonna be a different team because he, unless he's shooting, like he was looking a lot better in in preseason from what I heard in in, in twenty in twenty eighteen, but. You know they're they're going to lose some of that verve, and he's he's not a hard guy to defend, and he's a monster defensively, and so I, I worry a little bit about you know like they were fifth in the league in offense last year, and I think they're going to be better defensively, but that might not work out. That overall trade might not be as good for them as some might hope. Uh, do they blow it up this year, or do they wait? I think they the wait. Poverty? Yeah, I think uh, I, I think forty. I think I think forty five is the number for them. I think like somebody's going to have to take losses, and I think it's going to be them. And and that's just kind of and maybe even like forty. I mean, they're going to win well, against bad teams the just other, because of the. Uniform. The other huge thing in the <laughs> like, West is there aren't as many teams for them to crush. You know, like they'll yeah the the Suns and the Grizz and probably the Thunder will be the there, Pel- but the, the Sacramento Pelicans beat them last year. I could see Minnesota beating them. You know, like Dallas is going to be a pain. Like I don't think there is many of those games except for the they only play those East teams twice. But even in the division, I think Dallas is a more talented team, and I think the Pelicans are like if you look at them from a roster perspective, both Dallas and the, and the Pelicans are probably more talented. The Pelicans probably significantly so. It's just like the the Spurs have the uniform, the experience, and pop, right? But like they're they're like even Memphis. Uh, you know, Memphis we like more than kind of like Memphis is probably the it's the worst team in the Southwest easily. But there is are they the are they the best of the worst teams in a conference in a division? No, Oklahoma, right? City, Oklahoma City in the Northwest. The Northwest is eh, just stacked. Okay, sure, I agree with that. Yeah, that's true. But it's looking at it and going like, uh, you know. I have to take the under. I'm just not going to bet it, but I'm going to go under fate. I don't like the division odds, which is six to one, no. and I don't like the conference or the. Time. I don't like. I don't like any of those. Yeah, and, they, and, and I don't they, don't think, div- they don't have a. They don't have a rookie like Samanich or or Keldon. They're not going to win rookie of the year. So yeah. I think we can jump to Portland, the Blazers, yes. the Western, the Western Conference finalists. <clears throat> partially due to bracketing, they won fifty three. Uh, they are going to yeah, be the without. Nuggets, they're the going to be without. The Nurk. Nuggets close the deal. Yeah, they're going to be without Nurkic the for, for a while. They lost Mo Harkless. They lost Al Farouk Aminu. They gained Mario Hazonia. <laughs> they gained Hassan Whiteside. Uh, Vegas set the over so under. They lost. They lost Evan Turner. Eh. Curry, yeah. and but they got Bays more. Harkless, I mean, May- Mayors Leonard, Jake Lehman, and Aminu, and they added um, Whiteside. Uh, base more uh, Gasol, interesting, and Mario Sonia. So, eh, I'm, I would say they're probably worse 
Would you say that? I mean, also because Nurkic isn't going to be isn't going to be healthy. So yeah, I, I would I would say they're worse, but that's why I was so surprised that the line was the line was you know forty six and a half for the if you want to go over forty seven and a half if you want to go under. I could see the Blazers you, being worse and still winning forty seven. Where are you on Hassan Whiteside? I think he's going. To, I, I don't like him as a player. I think he's going to thrive defensively for them and offensively. I don't think he's going to kill them, though. He will make their players insane. Um. Yeah, he's an expiring I, contract, though, so I think he's going to be like you're going to get contract year Whiteside. So I, I think it's going to work out better for them than most people think because yeah, because like, his, the defensive stuff is perfect. All they ask him to do is be tall. He's really good at being tall. Yeah, and they they've got like they don't need the they don't need him to do anything offensively. So God, they won fifty three. It's forty six and a half. <sighs> Jacob has it forty four point three. Uh, I think he's probably underselling Whiteside. And again, here's the thing: it's like it, 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 they just need him to be tall. Um, they've got CJ and Dame. So Eventually, I'll say this: for for me, this is a pretty clear overfade because I think they're I think they're better than this number, but the they've been so lucky with Dame and CJ's health so far that it wouldn't take much for them to go under. So like yeah, for me, but for over, them, overfade. But again, we've talked about this: they they need to lose. Like if they ha- if only one of them goes down, the other one steps up, and it works yeah. pretty well because the team is built so that they kind of like rotate. Yeah. So you don't get that – like what they do now is they have them at the court at, at all times, and they end up losing probably like one of the rotations. But like it's good enough – like they've got the tall dudes. So like the Portland is built around – like they have the tall dudes to play defense, and they have Damon CJ to just run around and do stuff. So, I mean, that's still fine. Um, I, yeah, to me it's an overfade too. I mean I'm, I'm not I'm – not, I don't love it. Um, I think that there uh, there's a bit of risk there, but I don't think they're markedly worse than they were last year. It's just I think a little bit like is it they've got some luck, and uh, I think they probably you know I think what is the lowest number you would put them at? I would be surprised if they won fewer than forty four games. I would yeah. be genuinely surprised. Yeah, overfate. I mean, I think I think forty. I could totally see him winning 45, 46 games. Sure. And, and the reason there's a reason I'm going over fade with him, and it, it'll become apparent like really soon, you know, probably on the next team that we're doing. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, over it, it's it's over fade, and I'd be tempted to go under. Well, no, over fade because I, again, it's it's a team that we know we know what this team is, we know what the coach is, we know he generally gets his players yeah, to do they're, well. They're kind of like, like another version of the Spurs, where I ex- I expect them to exceed their talent level. Yeah, and, and, and again, I think that Whiteside is going to be good for them because it's a good fit he wants to get paid and they're just asking him to be tall and do defensive things he's like you know what robin lopez used to do for them like and he can totally do that um and he this is market and it's not like it's not like white side wasn't playing bad it's just like nobody liked him on miami but like he wasn't playing bad he was playing well it just bam was also pretty good and they didn't trust him so eh. um i yeah i mean do what do we think about their their odds for the division Four to one is isn't a, a rich enough return for me to to really yeah. like it. There there are so many other good teams in that division that I think have stronger stronger expected value, stronger ceilings. So I, I don't I don't particularly like that. Uh, their conference odds are vaguely interesting just because it's 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 so strong. You have it at one twenty five to one. I don't expect them to win the conference, but at one twenty five, like you can you can not expect them to win the conference and they still get in the mix. 
Um, I don't expect okay. them. To, it's not terrible. Like I, I don't think I would throw any meaningful money on it. But like if I were a Blazers fan, and I and I for whatever reason, yeah, yeah. you I, you can't talk. I mean, it, I would rather. Uh, I, I can't talk myself into Dame at twenty-eight to one. I can't do it. No, you can't. Can't so do it. Willard, I, well, yeah, so Willard's MVPs, yeah, twenty-eight to one. Yeah, don't like it. I don't think I don't. I think that's a t- I think that's a tough sell, especially considering that one of the other ways, like OKC, how how Westbrook won was they beat expectations. I don't know how the Blazers really do that. You know, like if they win fifty five games, it'd be like, well, they won fifty three last year. You know, like that. They, so it would be really hard for him to. I think it'd be hard for him to win. They, they, they'd have to. I'd rather like if I'm going to bet the Dame again. If you if you think Dame's going to win the MVP, just bet them to win. Uh, actually. And you can't really just just well mm. division division odds or something like that. Yeah, just take the division. Well, no, it's still twenty eight to one though. So it's like, yeah, like if he's in the conversation, they're winning the division, and I don't think they're winning the division. That's just I don't think that's happening. They're better. They're better bets on the board. So no. Yeah, I would um, say they're better bets. Well, we can. I think we move on to the Warriors though. Let's go to the next team, the Golden State Warriors. They won fifty seven games last year and lost in the finals. Um, and their 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 number obviously they lost Kevin Durant. Uh, Clay's hurt, although Clay was like looking like he was already on the road to recovery. And uh, it, the low is forty seven. Uh, the high is forty eight and a half. Uh, Jacob has it at forty seven and over fade. I think this is the the strongest overplay on the board for me. I love everything about the Warriors. I love their division odds. I love their conference odds i love seth curry seth curry for mvp steph better just give me everything you can about the warriors they're completely and utterly mispriced go ahead so i i'm an overfade not an overplay just because to me an overplay is so dependent on steph staying healthy because this team is more he, this team is more curry dependent well i mean he's missed he's missed time plenty of time i mean that was it, it's been a while but no, that was was that two years ago that he missed. Here, I'm pulling it up. Yeah, he, gets, he gets hurt. Yeah, in the playoff he played. He played, 50, up, he played 51 games two years ago. He missed 32. He missed 31 games. Like, yeah, but they, they could they could they could have played him. They, they were basically not. They weren't pushing. It was like, it was they, a different it was a different circumstance. And I mean that was the year they, that was the year they, they, they didn't care about getting the one as much because of Houston. But yeah, but they're more dependent on Curry this year than they have been before. And they also just I mean the weirdest thing is that they don't have any small forwards. I mean it's it's a strange thing, and you could argue that. That it's not super important because they have Steph Curry and and he you know he's one of those rare players that makes everybody else you know like he can make bad players look pretty good, but who who that guy is is it GR three is it McKinney you know, is it Alec Burks like they're it's not really inspiring options. The numbers the numbers on on Curry when he's like just like the numbers on him like like when he's on the floor versus when he's not on the floor right are insane like they have been insane for five years. Yeah, right. well, so, it's, so it's, it's 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 independent on who's with, on the court with him, and just people kind of forget this. And yeah, sure, like in the finals, like if if the Raptors are going to box in one, and the Raptors have like three of the all all time defenders on the fucking squad, then yeah, sure, that he's going to have problems. But in the regular season, if he's like if 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 Curry makes it to like if he's playing twenty four hundred minutes, then this is like it's forty seven and a half, and it's it's that's a walk. And, and and I think people are underrating that their odds to win that division because I like the Clippers and I like the Lakers, but like I really think the Warriors are going to finish above the Lakers just because of the way those rosters are constructed. And there's a good, I mean, if they if they, if, if 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 enough things break their way, they could be fighting with the Clippers for that division too. I mean, people, I think this is, I, I really think that line is like it. 
is like four wins off, four to five wins off. Well, here, here, like here's a way. Here's a way to talk about it. So last year, the Indiana Pacers not only won 48 games, but they played at about a 48 win expectancy. They were fourth in defense and 18th in offense. I could see the Warriors being the being not even the reverse, but being a little bit better than that. You know, they're going to when Curry's on the floor, they're going to be really good offensively, and I think they'll be better offensively when he's off the floor than in recent years because presumably D'Angelo Russell will be on the floor in those minutes, and they can you know they can they can trot some stuff out there that'll be that'll be Kerr proving himself as an offensive coach time, um, and then defensively. I mean- they don't. They have, still got. They, tra- they don't have as many horses, they, but they still have some guys. They have two guys who, who are, to me, top fifty guys playing all season. So they got Green and Curry to start. We've got Clay playing half the season, right? Probably that's what Jacob has, man. Like later in the season, you still got Looney, who's pretty good coming back. You know, you you've you've added Willie Cauley Stein, who's a good defensive player, who's a good, a decent player for like. I mean, he's not great, but he's good. He's he's, he's serviceable, and like if you put him in that next to Draymond and Looney. You've got D'Angelo Russell who can do things, who's actually played better. I mean, I like the players they brought in. And again, it's still Steph. It's still Draymond, right? And I mean, I think it's kind of crazy that this team, like people think that this team isn't going to win 50 games. That's just me. I mean, unless like, you know, yeah, sure, if Steph gets hurt, fine. But like, I mean, if, if, if what Jacob is projecting out to like be the lineup and Steph plays, then it's insulting for them not to be like projected 50 more, more than 50 games, win more than 50 games. They'll take it personally. Like, this is like to me, like Steph at five to five, five and a half to one to win the MVP is Joe Gods. Take that. Take that off the board. I mean, that's, he should be like, he should be getting, like, him and Gianna should be fair. Because here's the thing like, Steph is clearly the number one dog on this team, right? And anything this team does is going to be like directly on Steph. So if Steph plays, Let's say if Steph plays seventy-five games. I think that that five five and a half to one is a joke. I mean, if he plays seventy games, or like seventy seventy-five games, they're winning fifty-five games, and he's like the MVP in a walk, right? That's just that's just well, unle- that's, unless Giannis goes supernova, which I think is entirely a possibility. Well, but, but again, you're still holding Steph at five. You're still holding Steph at five and a half to one. Yeah, right? that's true. You're not. Yeah, so, yeah. So like, I, I, the other number that I think is most compelling for them is the conference conference odds because. So first oh, of yeah. all, there's the weird quirk that, and title odds. Oh, that, so that their conference odds are actually – you get have a higher payout than their title odds, which means it, as you have it listed, do not bet their title odds because you can get you can avoid all the risk of them losing in the finals. But secondly, because it makes sense with their team. So if Clay comes back, like the, the West doesn't really have – other than maybe the Clippers and the Lakers, doesn't really have that Warriors killer type of team. Like the, I don't think – the Rockets could absolutely beat them. But they aren't really well suited for it. It's the Clippers and the and the, uh, the Clippers especially that have the right personnel, but they have limitations and everything else like that. But if you can get it at sixteen to one, like that's that's a good number. We love their conference number. Then, what? Yeah. How do you feel about the about Steph's uh, uh, MVP odds? I think it's fine. I don't love it as much as you, but yeah, I, I think it's it's worth throwing something on. Like I would say. Yeah, it's it's about whether he stays healthy. So yeah, I think that's worth throwing throwing some on. Like it's, I think I, whether I like it better than the Giannis number, I think I probably like it a little bit better than the Giannis number, just because it's almost double the payout. I mean, if you really think about it, like it's going to be number one dog on the top team. So really, who can win the MVP? To me, right? So it's it's Giannis Curry. Harden. Uh, I don't no, expect I don't got, expect no, Harden to win, but he, so, but he can. 
Harden, Harden's not winning the MVP. There's no chance. If Harden's winning the MVP, like something's broken if Harden's winning the MVP because because Harden, it's the Harden Westbrook on the same team. It's the same thing happened with Durant and Westbrook. He's not winning, right? So it's 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 they'll basically like cannibalize each other's votes votes and just historically that's the case. So it's 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 Giannis. Same thing with with LeBron and AD. So really, it's Giannis, it's Curry, it's Jokic. Kawhi, Kawhi's a shot. I don't expect it, but he could. I mean, they're gonna, they're gonna baby, they're gonna baby his minutes. So I, yeah, but I would he's, say but no. he's also like, I mean, he's coming off the Finals MVP. Like, I could see, I it would be super weird. I could see Kawhi as an undeserving MVP. It, would, uh, it I don't, think, I don't think he's gonna. He shouldn't. I don't think Jerry Russell's gonna let him play enough minutes, and I don't think he gives a shit. I think he would rather rest and like be healthy for the playoffs. And I think his nagging leg injury is such that he won't. He'll never play enough minutes to win the MVP. Right. They're just not like they're not going to pay him enough. Like teams, smart teams should not play Kawhi enough minutes to win the MVP in the regular season. And I think that's the that's the case, and it's going to be the case now. So really, like Steph, uh, Giannis, uh, and Jokic, and who else could I throw in there? I like Simmons if he if he figures out his jumper. So that's my fourth. And you like Blake, but I don't think Blake's a way long shot. So I think oh, those are oh the yeah, there, there are some way long shots. Like I've said, Towns is a possibility. You know, like those but I think kind of like, if we go by okay. Top team, the guy. Those are those are your names because I think again, AD and LeBron will cannibalize each other. Harden and Westbrook will cannibalize each other, and they've also already won. So really, Joe Kick, Curry, and uh, and Giannis are. are, are I, I are think the you're, I think the biggest one you're discounting is Harden because I think it's Harden's team and everybody knows it. So I don't think Westbrook. I mean. I don't think Westbrook's going to get that we'll kind talk, of shot. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about when we get to Houston, but I, I think they're. I mean, I think Mike Tony's smart, and he's going to play a certain way, and the way he's going to play is going to help them, and it's going to like it's going to make it so that, like neither one of them can win the MVP really, but it, it'll it's, make it's, them. It's possible. It'll, it'll give them better. It'll give them a better chance to win the title. But we'll okay. talk about Houston. Yeah, well, we're, not, like, we're not there we, yet. Well, let's let's yeah. let's I think we've done the Warriors. Let's jump to the Lakers. Yeah. They won 37 last year. They added Anthony Davis and a bunch of other guys. And Boogie got hurt. Boogie got hurt, which I sucks. Think Boogie's out for the season, I think. Yeah, I mean, uh, are we, and, and at, I least, just or at least the regular the season. I mean, that's I think that's a fair bet. As as of as of as of as of a couple minutes ago, the line hasn't changed. It's still 51 and a half. Okay. And right. I was I was under play on this before Cousins got hurt. I am even stronger under play on it now. And I, I think the Lakers could absolutely win the title. I when I had recorded with Matt Moore, I said they had a shot at it, you know, like that they were in kind of that, that tier. But I don't think they have the, the pieces to be a great regular season team and I don't think they should care about that. What are what are the most consistently great bets? On, uh, on, I think LeBron, for all LeBron under and Lakers under. No, LeBron under, Lake, no, Knicks under. LeBron oh, yeah, under, yeah. Knicks under. Yeah. Well, yeah, Knicks and the Lakers. Uh, what happens is the Knicks and the Lakers are, are public teams. And so uh, they generally are overpriced. And same thing with LeBron is overpriced. And, and again, this is the thing we think LeBron is bad. We're just kind of like, if you look at the way this roster is constructed, if you look at the minutes, you look at the fragility. Um, I, I've mentioned this earlier. Uh, everybody who goes to the Lakers seems to get hurt. Right. And and just just think about like, has there been a major player recently for the Lakers that hasn't gotten hurt? Like traffics, they get hurt. Uh, young guys, they get hurt. LeBron hurt. He never gets hurt before. Like so if you're doing that and you combine it with the fact that you bring in Mr. Fragile in, 
which is a nickname he well earned in, in DFS in, in Anthony Davis. I, there's a lot of fragility in this Lakers projection because like there's no depth on this team. Um, I mean, Anthony Davis is great, um, and LeBron, but again, they're not going to play that. Then they shouldn't play that many minutes, and they're a better team in the playoffs where they will play more minutes, right? So I think that like you're looking at a team that's like going to be in like the three seed. I think like I think they might actually end up finishing third in that division. I well, actually no, I think they're going to finish third in the Pacific, right? I think they're going to finish behind the Clippers and they're going to finish behind the, the the Warriors. But that doesn't mean I don't like them in the playoffs because in the playoffs they'll shorten their rotation to six players and they'll be really strong i mean really the problem the the problem with this team is is okay so lebron and anthony davis right and then kuzma right kuzma isn't that great now they added danny green was good but like you're gonna have to manage danny green's minutes a little bit and after that what do you got right like who's playing center javel for them now well, I think JaVale's going to start, but then in crunch time, it'll be AD at the five, but he's not going to play. I don't think he's going to play there most of the time, at least maybe not until the playoffs. But then the other big problem is they're not deep enough on the wing where it becomes a no-brainer. You know, like they, they don't have, I mean, Kuz, maybe maybe you just say Kuz, LeBron, and AD, that's your three, four, five, and then play Danny Green, and then whatever point guard is your best option at that moment. It, or best guard, it could be KCP because he could guard ones and, and LeBron's running the offense, of course. So, yeah, I, I think that there are a couple different ways that the Lakers can do it. In a normal circumstance, a team like the Lakers, I would be looking more at their conference odds and their title odds. However, because the Lakers are such a public team, I don't think those are worth betting either just because they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're really high right now. Yeah, I don't like... Four to six. I think four to six is 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 too low. For I would rather I would rather wait. If you, okay, look, if you're gonna buy the Lakers odds, like guys who are listening to this, the Lakers odds will drop. It's like I suspect, like they're gonna have a bad stretch. They're gonna lose a bunch of games, and they're gonna drop to like, 10, like you'll be able to get the title odds at some point, ten to one. I'm sure. And that's like if you if it's not like a season-ending injury for somebody, and guys are gonna come back, then yeah, because this is a team that's built for the playoffs, not for the regular season. And really, LeBron like LeBron should shouldn't be getting anywhere close to twenty five hundred minutes in a season, right? Like, let him play in the playoffs. Don't play him that many, many minutes in the. And, and again, the problem is there's no depth in this roster, right? And 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 really, that's just kind of the the problem with building the team the way they're building it, right? Um, so we're 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 both underplay on this one, and I think this is one of those where everything agree. Do we like any of the MVP odds for this team? I I, I think I just went at length of why I don't like the MVP odds for any of these guys. They're going to cannibalize each other. No, it's this. It's not only the cannibalizing each other. It's also that the the idea that if they're a little bit below expectations, and both LeBron and AD are going to they're going to sit a fair amount. So I I, I don't <laughs> think like LeBron at eight to one, AD at ten to one. I don't think yeah. those are amazing like there is a chance that those guys pay out but i don't think those odds are like better than curry or or Giannis or some of the other guys so no i, I would, think I wouldn't a, touch that i think there's a real there's a real shot that like the mavs might be, get close like the mavs and the pelicans both get close uh, may, maybe but i think the Lakers, the lakers are really talented so we'll have to yeah. see but it's an underplay for you it's an underplay i mean yeah okay. it's an underplay and I think so, I, I think they're 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 real. Like Jacob had it at forty nine. They had had it at forty nine wins before the booking news. So that's that's an interesting kind of thing to kind of put in mind. So now we get to, to a team that's like really interesting. And I'm going to let, let you lead. It's the Jazz. They won fifty games last year. 
Uh, they made some big trades in the offseason. Uh, the under on them is like it's 53 and a half is the low number, 54 and a half is the high number. Uh, and Jacob has him at 46.6. It's an underplay. So he's he's and, low on and, those and guys. And Pelton RPM is similar. They're at 46.8. And despite that, I'm. And there going, are reasons why this is the case. Where are you yes. at? Yes. Despite all that, I'm going over fade, not play. I've been, I've been bullish on the Jazz so many years. But I under, so I understand all of the reasons that this should be an under because they're they're way more shallow. They lost a lot of their defensive talent, and they're I mean they're an injury away from having trouble at almost every position now, which is not a very common Jazz thing. However, I think their offense is going to take a pretty big jump. I think Connolly's going to help help Mitchell. Also, just the ecosystem when they're healthy of their offense is going to. I mean, Bogdanovich and Ingles. I, I think all those guys slot in better. I think Gobert is going to have the most space to work with as a role man in his career. But the big reason why I'm overfade, and I understand why other things are not, is because. I don't think their defense is going to fall off as much. I think Gobert is, is a really good defender. I think that they'll be able to execute overall as a team. And so, yeah, they will drop. You know, I don't think they're going to be the league's number one defense again. But if they're, let's say, third, and they make a significant, they make a meaningful jump offensively, then they can win 55 games. Absolutely. Oh, so. God. I mean... Good lord, um, Emmanuel Moutier and Dante Exum like yeah, are getting a thousand minutes in the first. And here's the thing: is like depending on Exum getting a thousand minutes. So if Exum gets hurt, then we're looking at Moutier, and that's not good. Well, plus yeah, that, that's that's a very fair point. Except that if Moutier is bad, then they can cut him and get somebody who's better. Now I think they're going to miss like <sighs> not having Hal Neto and some of those other stuff. Like not having good. favors, not having Crowder. Sure. Uh, yeah, that's, all that that's, all that's, that's going to like. I, I this is I think the my bet that is most likely to fail. But I'm 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 under play on them, and, and, that, that and may, I'm not surprised. It's just here's the thing: Conley gets hurt too. Conley is a guy who how many how many how many seasons has what was the last time Conley played a full season? God, it's been a while, no. So I I feel like Conley. Well, always so he played so seven, he played seventy last year, and then he played he had the lost year, and he played sixty nine the year before. So yeah, know, so it's he's, not, he's it's played, a little bit over it's a little bit overstated, though. I mean, he's had plenty of injury shit. He's played more than 20 – he hasn't played – like he hasn't played anything more than 2,400 minutes like a long – like a long – like yeah, 2014 is the last time he played more than 2,400 minutes. And we got him projected at 2,200 and his backups behind him are like – so if he gets hurt or he misses well, time – Well, but the idea is that – you... the idea is that Donovan's going to take the reins and they'll just go with guys like- – I'm – I'm low on Donovan Mitchell, so and I've always been low on Donovan Mitchell, much lower than I, I think he's okay, but I think he's just okay. And the backups are like really thin; they lost some guys, so I totally see why it's under. I mean, it doesn't think I think it's bad. I just think fifty-four and a half is just such a huge number. I think like it's. I think I'm like I think I'm I'm under, and it's I'm comfortably under that number. I think they can win fifty games. I think they can win fifty, fifty-one games. But there's a lot of fragility in that like jazz lineup and like if any if anything goes wrong there's like five things that can go wrong for this team like any player misses significant time then we're getting into the like into the weed into the weeds very fast right if gobert misses any time for this team you're getting into the weeds if Conley misses time on this team you're getting into weeds if mitchell misses time you're getting into the weeds they were talking about playing dante exum i was reading up there they're thinking about playing exum at like the, at the wing right so there's some structural issues 
here that I'm that I'm worried about. So I'm I'm comfortable saying like anytime I can ask four or five questions, like anytime any like any one thing can go wrong and get me there, I'm comfortable going under. You've said it, like you know, there, it's much easier to go under yeah. than go over. I, I, and there's a lot of fragility there. Yeah, totally is. I, I I acknowledge I acknowledge all of that. It's just this is an it's it's an instinct yeah. one for me, and I just I okay. think they're gonna be good. But uh, I I, I, like I, will... their, I like their I like their coach. I mean, I, I enjoy their coach. I I don't like the division odds. I don't no, like no. their I don't even even me like, even in my spot. I pro one, tip one point four to one for the division. Let, yeah. the, the conference and title odds just aren't good. Pro tip, uh, like the Jazz and the Nuggets have what is called, and I've done the analysis on this, called the unfair advantage because they play at altitude. Yes, that altitude advantage is more significant in season because of the travel schedule. Once you get into the playoffs. Generally, you have rest between games, and it's much less significant. So generally, teams like from Utah and Denver underplay their season performance in the playoffs, and it has to be accounted for, right? And if you don't account for that, then you can end up losing some money, right? Denver still, Denver still should have gone to the conference finals, but, you know, what on the bridge? That, like, you know, after that, like, what is it, the four? Was it four or five overtimes? I forget, right? That crazy game against Portland, I think, like, you know, people were just, like, dead after that. Yeah, it, um, it totally it totally changes series. Anything I, I think we're pretty pretty good on the Jazz though. Yeah. There, there are no real MVPs to discuss or anything like that. So and we, we can, don't like the division or like that a lot. No, no. Yeah. Even even I'm as high as I am on it. No, I would I wouldn't touch any of that kind of stuff. Now maybe maybe you actually consider in, for me instead of betting the over, you bet the division just on the idea that maybe Denver underperforms. Yeah. That, but the, uh, but, the, like but the problem the problem there is that I mean if Portland has a good year maybe and Denver should... Denver has a lot of depth yeah right? that, so that's even... the, that's the reason why I'd consider doing Utah so low instead of that even though the payout is higher for the division just because I could see Denver winning you know fifty five fifty six just because yeah just just that team that team has like depth and has like players and if somebody gets hurt there's always like there's always like there's always seems like to be like three guys. Like oh somebody's out. oh it doesn't matter like three guys will step up because they've done a really good job of building it's a well, very we, solid we, we might as well jump into them so Denver yeah. won fifty four last year they outperformed their point differential by about four games which is actually kind of significant and uh, oh, Vegas has it set at fifty two and a half either way so fifty three if you want to go over fifty two if you want to go under. And I think this is a great line. I think this is a totally reasonable one. They had a wonderful year. There are reasons to believe, especially with getting Jeremy Grant, that they could be better. Also, if Michael Porter Jr. can give them anything, that would help. But and Bobo. And, and Bobo. But it also, I mean, they just had such a good – and Gary Harris was hurt and all this sort of things. Like, you know what? Screw it. I went under fade. I'm going to switch that to over fade. It's, yeah, 50, it's fifty-two and a half. We're both. Fifty-two and a half is low. Is low enough? I'm going over fade. I'm changing. Yeah, and the, you know they also play in Denver, so I mean that, yeah, that's that, an that extra couple advantage. games. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and and you know they they played some wars. Like Jokic basically, like you know they were joking, like in that over. He should have been smoking a cigar at the end of that, like a, a cigarette in the court, and the, he he really was kind of everything. Just kind of showed everything. I. I, I like it. I like the overfade. I think they're going to be, you know, I think Jacob's a little lower on that. He's got it at 51. But again, I, I mentioned, I mean, I kind of think between the fact that they have a deep roster and it's they can run at you in waves, and that's kind of the way you have to build a team to play in Denver. And they've shown that they can go out and find players. So, I mean, I like it. I think that they're going to be, you know, 53, 54, I think is probably the correct number. Uh, I'm fading it because I, I could see them winning 51, 52. I think if um, you're looking at something. I mean, I don't. I don't like the conference or the division. I think the interesting number might be um, joking at eighteen to one. 
Right. Well, I mentioned that Jokic is exactly what yeah, the MVP. Jokic eighteen to one is worth it. I think one point five for their division isn't terrible, just because you're also kind of. Uh, it's not terrible. I wouldn't say I wouldn't necessarily throw money on it, but it's it's not bad. If if well, here's what I'll say. If their if their over under number had been a little higher, I would have liked the division comparatively. But at fifty two and a half, I think you might as well just take the over instead. Would you have you talked yourself into Portland at four to one? Maybe I'm kind of a little bit there. I'm getting I'm getting closer, um, but I don't think it's a great bet. I think it's worth considering. But I, I I would rather I would rather go. Oh, I think I would rather have their over than their division, just because all it takes is one of those other two teams getting hot to to. What was meet. What was Dane's uh, MVP number? Eighteen. No, twenty-eight to one. Oh, twenty-eight. Okay. Ooh. See, but, that's interesting. But but MVP is just such a big jump from where I mean, I had him in I had him in the top five for a meaningful. I think I had him in the. Top, I might have even ended the year with him in the top five in my my ballot, but my ballot that doesn't. Count. Yeah, I, I mean, oh god, four to one. Like four. Like I'm really looking at it now and going like, eh. because okay, look, it's the Northwest, right? So I don't think Minnesota and oh, they, OKC aren't winning it, and 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 we see the holes like the Jazz have holes, and again, it's basically saying, are they four to one to beat the Nuggets, and. They were close last year. I kind of like I, I like Portland. I think Portland four to one. They're better. They're, they should be something like they should be like three to one, really. And you're getting kind of a little bit of. A, so I'm going to say I kind of I I I like. It's not. A, it's I don't not love a, it. It's I not like a bad bet. And if, and if you're lower on the, the Nuggets than we are, then I think that makes it a way stronger bet too. And I, and I was overfade, but I I can I can see. I mean, I could totally see them winning 52 games, right? Sure. Let's say they win 52 games, and that's enough. Right. Yeah, it's possible. They, they, tie, they, they tie and they win on on like you know again it's the Northwest, right? I think it's three. To, I think three to one for them to win. I can see exactly how. And it's oh, Whiteside is 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 good in his in his uh, in his contract here, which yeah, I could totally see because it's a good situation for him. And if that's the case, then yeah, they they can he can stop like Jokic and they can actually be kind of interesting. Um, okay, so we like Jokic at eighteen to one. And now we're getting into another really interesting team, the Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets, obviously, uh, once that KD injury happened, things kind of went south for them. And, they, and so they kind of did some interesting moves uh, to get better, like Russell Westbrook in a Rockets uniform. They won 53 games last year. Uh, Vegas is about there. They're 52 and a half and 53 and a half. So it means they're saying that we kind of think that this team is about the same as they were last year. What do you think, Danny? Oh, and Jacob has it at 53.1. So Jacob kind of agrees. I surprised myself with this one. I'm going over play. And the reason yeah. why is last year in the early going, the Rockets just, I mean, they had a lot of things go wrong. They had all those marginal players on the bench, MCW, Mello, all that stuff that didn't work. Well, the guys that the guys they brought in that were better fits, like Austin Rivers, are largely still there. Daniel House is still there. And is Delic still there? What? Is Delic still there? The defensive coach. Oh yeah, Bazdelic's not, and that's unfortunate. But the, I, I think that they'll, you know, some of those misgivings from early, and then the other huge thing for me as well. I am very skeptical of Russell Westbrook's like long-term championship fit with the Rockets. The difference between him and Chris Paul in the regular season is pretty significant because he plays a lot more minutes. Yeah, and also, you know, like teams aren't going to be able to scheme for Russ's weaknesses as much. So I think they're a meaningfully better regular season team. Now that doesn't yes. necessarily mean that they're going to win the title or anything, anything like that. They're, I expect them to win more than fifty-three games. So I'm you know, you know who's you know who's really helped by this? 
I think Capella is helped by this because I, I think agree. it's going to be because I think NBA is going to NBA is smart. NBA is going to play. It's going to he's going to have Westbrook and Harden on the court at all times, like one of them, right? And I think the minutes with Westbrook playing into Capella. So basically rolling towards Baskin and Capella basically coming in and like dunking the ball behind him, which Adams would do, that's a really good role for him, right? And it's better because like Harden wants to collapse the defense around him and get fouled or get to the line. Westbrook is going to look to like the dunk and he, he is better with like that trailing man. And that's a really good role for Capella. I think it's an interesting kind of deal, you know, and as you said, I mean, like, Westbrook is kind of a bit of an Ironman. I mean, Westbrook had a hole in his head. He was still playing. Um, and he's in a place where he's going to get more minutes and play more than Chris Paul. So, yeah, I mean, they're a significantly better uh, regular season team. And, it, and this is kind of easy for me. It's an easy over. I mean, I think overplaying, it's easy. I don't I don't see why they wouldn't be. And as you said, like, they were sh- they were a shit team to start the season. Like, they were a bad team. Like, they had some bad players on it. And they fixed the roster. Now, it isn't perfect. There's some holes. Uh, but this is a lot better, and I think here's the thing: they're starting at a much better place than they started last year, and they still won. They won 53 games last year, and it was they, the, the team was a complete train wreck to start. And this is a better start this year. I think 55, 56 is easy for them, and I think they've already proven that they can like Morgan has proven that he can go out and like kind of construct a roster on the fly. And this is a better starting point, so I think he will get players to make it better. So it's an overplay. It's an easy overplay for me, I think. Yeah, and I I don't particularly love. Any of their other odds, uh, basically, they're it's one like what is it like one to three for them to win the division, and I expect them to win the division, but you're just you're just laying a lot there, like that's almost bucks bucksish, and there are some you know the the, the, the Southwest has some teams. I, I I think the Rockets are the best there. I don't think that's a good use of money anyway. Six to one conference, not. T- terrible but also not strong i think the problem with the rockets is that somebody will be better than they are and then that of course leads to the title odds as well uh you really not like hmm, six to one to win the title there but the, the that's a better number than like grabbing the lakers right um my favorite is still 16-1 the warriors which is kind of insulting i think like if the warriors and the rockets are playing in a series who's winning the warriors right i, I think so if they're healthy yeah. Yeah, if it's if well, they should be like if if it's Clay and Draymond and they, I'm I'm kind of picking. I mean, it'll be an interesting series because I think Russ is is an interesting challenge, but like the Pistons don't quite fit enough. They don't have enough shooting, so I think at the end of the day, it's the Warriors are winning. If it's like you know, it's so yeah. I mean, I think if it's the Rockets against what if it's the Rockets against the Nuggets, fifty fifty more or less. Yeah, I think it's it's more around there, but the the problem, I think the Rockets, the problem, the the problem for me points. is is that the Clippers are just they're the elephant in the room. I think they have great the, the personnel. Clippers, <laughs> the yeah, the Clippers are taking that. Like the Clippers, the I think the only team that can really beat the full strength Clippers is the Warriors, right? That's that's the in the, that's in the, the West, series. yeah, in the West, yeah. There, there are teams yeah. that can we'll, we'll but, we're, we're skipping ahead. But yeah, so, but like, so, so, I would say, so do you like the Rockets conference or conference or title odds then? No, I can't talk myself into it or the MVP odds either. I, I think like like don't throw money throwing money at at Harden or Westbrook is a, like right now. If Westbrook and Harden are healthy, neither one is winning the MVP. However, if one of them gets Westbrook's hurt, not winning the MVP even if Harden right. is hurt. If one of them is hurt, then that's a good moment to look at, hey, what is the number on Harden or Westbrook? Like, you're, you're underrating what happens. Like, what happens with these – like, it's a Dan Tony team, right? So guards on Dan Tony teams will put up a shit ton of, of counting stats, right? 
if it's one of them, right? So it's the same thing. Why did Harden like, because when, when Chris Paul went down, Harden was getting crazy usage. Everything was just running through him. And so the counting stats were high. So if Harden is getting these crazy counting stats, then he can win the MVP. If he's not, because there's Westbrook there, then not. But like, if it's one, then great. It was the same caveat. It's like, if one of Curry or Durant got or one of the Golden State, then yeah, the other one becomes interesting. But right now, no, don't seven seven or like a seven to one hard and twenty three to one for for us book are a waste of money right now. Last team on the board, the Los Angeles Clippers. Actually, it's the L.A. Clippers. They they're not the Los Angeles Clippers. They don't need to talk about how many games they won last year because they added Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. They're a fundamentally different team. Well, no, no. Well, here's the thing: they won forty eight games, right? Are they like and did they lose any critical players on the core from that forty eight win team? I, I mean, Shea Shea definitely helped them. Hey. He, he was a secondary. Yeah, I mean, he was a secondary piece once they got once they got Landry, and and Daniel. So I mean, I think that they, and they lost they, Gallo. Yeah, Gallo's. They brought the core back of a forty-eight win team and and added um, okay Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Mo Harkless, Rodney Magruder, Patrick Patterson. Um, that's pretty good, right? That's that's pretty. Oh, oh good it's, it's it's more than pretty good. But here's the funniest thing: with the line set at fifty-four and a half and fifty-six and a half. This is a pretty comfortable underplay for me. Oh, I God. love the Clippers. I think they're going to be good, but I just think, especially with Paul George's shoulder, I think it's going to take them some time. I also don't think they care at all about getting the number one seed. Um, your underplay, underplay, and I and I, but uh, trust me, I will be over on a couple other things that we're going to talk about with the Clippers. Yeah, but yeah, in yeah. terms of um, regular season wins, I I just think that's I think that's not what this team is. I'm underplay too. I'm on their plate too, because I think here's the thing. I think like they're they're like so. I think the Bucks are gonna cl- the Bucks are gonna care about the one seed, right? And and the Sixers. So I think the Bucks and the Sixers. Like I don't think the Clippers are gonna care. Um, I don't know that if they're going to. That's the reason I love the, comp- the the division bet for like the Warriors is because like uh, like God, I should have put that down. I love the division. Like I love the division bet for the Warriors because I think that the Warriors are going to care more. That the, the, for once they're going to care more. Like five and a half, I like like five and a half uh, for division because again, I agree with you. Uh, they're not going to care that much. They're just going to care about having their guys healthy, and they're going to be comfortable being the two or three seed, and they knowing that they can beat the crap out of somebody. Like what? They're going to be the three seed, and who's going to be like who's who's beat like seriously? Who are the Clippers afraid of? Like the only team that I think can beat the full strength Clippers out of the West is the Warriors. That's it. I don't think the Lakers can do it. I don't think the Lakers have enough personnel to do it uh, because I think the if the Clippers are healthy, they have enough defensive personnel to shut them down while still having enough shooting on the floor to shoot them out of the court. So I don't think the Rockets have it. I don't think the Nuggets have it. It's the Warriors and the Clippers coming out of the West to me. So I like the I, I like the under as a play, but I also like their conference odds at 2.3, and I like their title odds at 4.4. Same. Do you agree? I do. Yeah. I, I think that 2.3 is a completely reasonable bet. I, I, think, I think they're the... the the pretty significant favorites to make it out of the West because even if the Warriors like kind of figure this out long term, the Clippers are so damn good. Like they they mm-hmm. have they have the personnel and yeah, Steph is going to go off and 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 they, and they'll they'll have some challenges there. Pat Beverly will you know try to make life harder. They won't have Kim Durant anymore, so Beverly yeah, can why focus would, more on Curry. Why would you ever bet against Kawhi Leonard in the playoffs? Well, especially in a year like this where there isn't that team that has the the real the real the real overwhelming talent i mean the raptors would have lost to the warriors last year if they'd been healthy but there isn't a warriors this year you know they're kevin durant's 
hurt and on a different team. And yeah, so I mean, I like. Okay, here's my question: Do you like the four point four title odds better, or do you like the two point three conference odds better? <sighs> Basically, it's treating it as effectively a coin flip for the finals. A um, little better, actually, like little worse than it, slightly worse than a coin flip. Um, yeah, I do. I like, I, the, like- I, I like the conference odds better, just because it's slightly worse than a coin. Uh, because like I see the the. To me, even though I don't love any of the East teams against the Clippers, I see a clearer path for them through the West just because there isn't really that team. But that might just be me being the, stupid. The, yeah, the, the, the conference odds. I prefer the no, conference think, odds to the title odds. And also, yeah, it's I just think, less risk. Like, what if a dude gets hurt in the finals? Uh, the, the, play, the play is to hold Clippers and, and Warriors, basically. That's the play. Hold Clippers and Warriors to win the conference. That's that's the play. Right. Because you're getting your edges, you're getting sixteen to one and two point three to one, right? And I, as I said, there there are flaws with the Lakers, and you can basically like hedge with the Lakers if it's in, in the finals and start betting on the games or taking on the series. But yeah, you the, the 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 bets to hold are Warriors and Clippers, and yeah, I agree with you. I'd rather be holding the conference odds, particularly since the conference odds for the Warriors is sixteen. God damn, I gotta. Comp- you know what? I'm gonna confirm that one real quick, right? Just in case it's wrong, right? I'm sitting here live. This is riveting. I'm sure it's riveting. So Western Conference winners, Buell odds. Let's see. The Warriors are... I'm seeing Conference at... Actually, I'm seeing Conference right now. The best bet I'm seeing is 10 to 1, right? Right now. So just confirming. It's 10 to 1, not 16 Okay, that's a pretty big downgrade, but still not a terrible bet. Yeah. Well, then it's ten and and 14, that makes more so. sense. Ten and fourteen—that makes more sense than sixteen and fourteen. Yeah, we love them at ten to one. So we love—I I still love them at ten to one. I, still I don't—I love, lo- I don't love it at ten to one, but I really like it. No, I—I I love it at ten to one. I, mean, I know you're, you're just higher on the Warriors a little bit than I am. Yeah, again, I think this is like still the same team than than you know. I mean, this is not like you know how that like yeah, obviously Kevin Durant's not there, but like. They were a seventy win team without seventy three win team without Kevin Durant. So what am I looking at, right? So five to one, uh, and then just make confirm. Just looking at the championship winner odds real quick. And yeah, the Warriors are uh, best bet on that is fourteen to one. Yeah, confirm. And the Clippers are at God. Yeah, the Clipper odds are really short for like the title. Like I'm seeing, I'm seeing, I'm seeing as as low as three to one, right? But like, yeah, the Lakers are too high. I, I don't think there's, I don't think there's any value in taking the Lakers number right now. So I think the warrior on the board is the Warriors and the Clippers. And as I said, like, do you disagree with any? Like, do you? Okay, so who can win the title out of the West? The same question we ended on the East on. Clippers, maybe the Warriors, and then you know, like outside shot Lakers, and maybe the Rockets, but their odds are uh. too low, probably. I, I don't. I, I mean, it seems hard for me to imagine that happening. It's possible. I mean, I yeah. Westwood West, West is healthy and goes off and gets every call, which we know he gets every. Like so, yeah. I mean, there's that. There's, but I mean, I have to like. I I I really want to see it working before I like commit to that, right? And and I, I still think more likely is is just. Is, is, Stuff going in God mode. The problem with the the problem for the Warriors is I think, and I worked this out. I think Kawhi is something ridiculous, like plus twenty in his last like six playoff games, six or seven playoff games at at at, at Oracle, 
So even though they're not they, playing they also, there anymore, they also have nothing to defend him anymore. You know, like it's it's pretty it's pretty stark. And remember that they also have this guy named Paul George who's pretty good at basketball. Is, would you say the Clippers are a better team this year than the Raptors were last year? Not right now, but I wouldn't be surprised if they if they they could get there by April, May, June. Just depending, because remember, the Clippers can still trade their first-round pick. They have some salary filler. But that Raptors team, the defensive ceiling was completely yeah, insane. And they, yeah, had, and they had enough offense. But the Clippers, I would say the Clippers have a higher ceiling right now, but that's just because there's so much uncertainty. So I yeah, would say role play, like, expected yeah, I value, think... I would go expected value, Raptors, ceiling, Clippers, floor, I don't know. Yeah, the, the trick was like was uh, Siakam and Van Vliet kind of coming on to like particularly Siakam just being great and and yeah they they had Serge they had like they they had guys that team was really built to like rough you up in the playoffs and I kept telling people like oh no like dude it's this team is built to kind of like there there was there was, a, there was I remember it was a game three where like there were no whistles and like once 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 the Raptors realized that they could just start just like fouling at will that game was over because they could just like just they they just so strong. Right. And I don't know that like so the Clippers don't have those pieces yet. Right. So who's their who's their who's their defensive center for the Clippers? Like who's the best like rim protector? It might be Zubach. Um, but I think that's what they're going to use. I think that's what they're going to use the first round pick on. Yeah, they're, they're not. They're not that good. At, well, also, like, also, if what you need is a center, the buyout market will be fine. You know, like they'll figure. Yeah, it out. They'll, they'll go out and they'll go out and get Tristan or something. Yeah, some they'll they'll figure it out. There'll be options. That's not a problem. They're, they're, they can go out and try. Do they? Oh God, I, I shouldn't even like try to speak of this into being. But they they, like, I got to figure out like, do they have a road to get somebody like Stephen Adams on there? I don't think. Well, actually, not they really. Might. No, he because he's too. He has too much time left to get bought out. They, they, I don't. They don't have enough filler salary. I don't think that could happen. So somebody more like Tristan is probably more their speed. Probably, yeah, I would say so. Where like you can, yeah, like where they need somebody who can do defensive, bend the finals, and kind of be a rim protector. Uh, Sur- like Surge might, Surge and Mark both might be available. Actually, yeah, that's a possibility. Okay, so anything? Who do you who do you like to surprise you out of the West? To surprise, surprise me or to- surprise general people? Yeah, which team you know, do you, you know like as a dark horse? I don't really see dark horses in terms of like winning the conference. I think OKC is going to surprise people. I think Dallas is going to surprise people. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, New Orleans, maybe. You're higher on them than I am. Uh, yeah, I think those are my main ones. I think Dallas and New Orleans are the two teams I'm kind of looking at. Like Dallas in particular, like if, if well, there are ways... And Phoenix being ways materially better too. Yeah, but, but I think there's there's ways for like... I. There, there's a path for Dallas and New Orleans winning a playoff series, and there's probably a path for Dallas maybe making the conference finals, right? It, you know, that's obviously like a very high ceiling play, but like they have the horses. And again, Porzingis has had some mathematical flaws and some like statistical flaws and some problems, but I think Porzingis in this environment has a lot of upside, and that team is actually kind of really interesting with those two players. And again, same thing with like it's like the same thing with the Pelicans. It's like there's a couple guys that they could have like generational seasons, and then they're like they're they're problem the first round, right? I don't think they can like those are the two teams that I could see surprising 
me because I think we know what the the Blazers are. We know, you know, I I wouldn't be surprised at all with the Warriors. I, I actually really I really do think it's going to be Warriors and the Clippers in the like if I pick it's it's Warriors and Clippers in the uh, in the conference finals unless there's some sort of weird seeding issue where they meet in the in the in the in the, in the semis. Well, and but, I'm, like, I'm the, the, guessing those two teams will do everything in their power to avoid each other. I think that the yeah, Clippers. I, would, I think the Clippers are probably more scared of the Warriors than anybody else, and the Warriors are more scared of the Clippers than anybody else. What's your final four? Do you agree with me? It's it's Clippers, Warriors, Sixers, Bucks. I think that's the most likely one. Yeah. And what, what's your finals right now? If you had to pick, uh, rough, right? Clippers and. I'm gonna go Clippers Bucks just because I don't trust the Sixers offense yet. I yeah. think the Sixers defense could really cause problems for the Sixers. Milwaukee, yeah, the Sixers. But I could their totally, offense I could, just troubles me. And then I Clippers, could, Clippers over Bucks. Yeah, this is why 8.5 to one for the Sixers to win was it was a good bet because we're both kind of looking at them going like, oh, I could totally see the Sixers winning the title, right? Uh, they have problems, but I mean, I love Al. I love kind of what he brings to the table. And yeah, they have problems in the regular season, which is why I went under on them. But once you get into the playoffs, those problems become kind of like a way. Like, I'd like for them to have more shooting, but, you know, it can be an all Jerry West, like the team that Jerry West traded with and the team that Jerry West is running in the finals. Um, but again, I think the more likely outcome is the Bucks and the Clippers, right? I think that's kind of, I think, and, and I kind of feel like the title gets decided by Warriors against Clippers. It could be. I think the Bucks are a really, really good team as well. And it is funny that the guy who defended Giannis the best in the entire league is not in the East, so yay Bucks. But he's on the most likely Western Conference representative in the finals, so that's unfortunate. Yes, yes I agree with that. So I think that's it. Do we have any like parting thoughts? I, it, it is interesting how many overs we have in the West. You have... I think, I, can, you have, I, I've, I've, ten, I've I think you're 10 overs. You're 10 overs and five unders. Is that right? Uh, I think overall I have 18 overs and 12 unders and 18 plays and 12 fades. And you have you're, – you're perfectly even. You have 15 and 15. Uh, and then you have 13 plays and 17 fades. And then Jacob is 14 and 16 and 11 plays and 19 fades. So, I mean, I went a little more aggressive on the overs. You usually um, do. But, that, but it's worked out for you in the past. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm usually more aggressive, uh, but I mean I think I'm I I was kind of dreading this a little bit because I, there was so much turnover. But I think as we got into it, I think it, it kind of it it all kind of came together for me, right? More than it had. I mean, like I think the research was good. I mean, it's interesting. I think I think we both there's there's a very clear top four, right? And I think the East there isn't that much. I mean, yeah, and and I think we know where the surprises. And where the possibilities are, right? I'm, I'm really, I'm really kind of really intrigued to see how like things like the Pelicans in Dallas work out, and things like the Suns, and things like I really, you know, as a fan, I'm curious. As I mentioned, I like the Celtics team, and I want to see what actually it is. And and you said that if if Brad can actually get them over, then that would be the most impressive, and I have them to agree with that, right? Let's see any major disagreements that we had in the in the West. Um, uh, the Jazz is probably the biggest one, and I I acknowledge that I'm probably I'm playing a yeah, I'm playing a yeah. gut feeling, so. It's uh, that's not really that big a surprise. I think we're, we were we were pretty close. Uh, on Minnesota's that. Minnesota's a pretty uh, Minnesota's a decent argument, um, but that's really about it. Yeah, and and I, and I know why I went that way. I just I just it, it's yeah. just kind of and on, uh, and on both of those, like I think it's I think like we each see the other's argument. It's just that yeah. you know there it's it, there's a feel on it. So yeah, it's 
Yeah. This, it, okay. Let's uh, see. Let's see all three bets, right? So Charlotte over summary, Bulls over, right? Um, Brooklyn Nets under. I'm looking for anything where we all agree and we all play. Um, I don't think we got anything like that on the West. Well, let's see. In the West, we all like the Suns over, even though you both you guys have fade. Um, over on the Thunder, uh, Jacob has it as a fade. And over on the Mavs, Jacob has it as a fade. Over on the Pelicans, you have it as a fade. Uh, under on the Spurs, we both have that. We, out of respect, we both we're not we're not thinking we're not betting the under on Pops last season, uh, or possibly his last season. Uh, over on the Warriors, even though I'm the only one playing it. Under on the Lakers, uh, even though Jacob's fading it. Um, let's see. Oh, and under on the Clippers, and Jacob's a fade on that one. I think that's those are our agreements. Right, and I think that kind of makes sense. And I think, as again, I think we like the we like the odds for the title odds for uh, the Clippers, the Warriors, the Bucks, and the Sixers. I think those are the ones we liked. Although you like the conference better for the Clippers. Yeah. And our MVP shortlist is Giannis. Cur- at least for me, is Giannis Curry, Jokic. That's my shortlist. Yeah, and I'd consider a flyer on Towns. Consider a flyer, yeah. deep flyer on Blake Griffin, <laughs> and I and I like and I like a flyer on 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 Ben Simmons at one hundred and fifty to one, and I've got my note of shoot some threes, coward. <laughs> I, I, like do, I do enjoy that Clay Thompson is at two hundred and fifty to one when it's pretty well acknowledged that he's not going to play the first two thirds of the regular season. It's like okay, yeah. If somebody wants to waste some money, it's like whatever. I mean, oh, for rookie of the year, we like. Uh, I think I, I really like uh, RJ um, at. Five and a half to one. You like it. You don't love it. You like. Uh, we both like Jaw at four and a half to one. I'm and sorry. That, four, and that's, four and four honestly, one. that's really it. Because like Zion, I'd rather bet New Orleans over than Zion. Yeah, we said. I mean, we you, both if, love, love, love Zion as a player, but just his rookie of the year odds aren't great. Yeah, if you're, yeah, if 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 you, the the uh, he's you basically at point seven. So you'd rather, as I said, if you if you like if you like Zion to win the just bet Nola. But bet the Nola over. Just take the just take that over. It's a it's a better play because you're at thirty eight and a half. And if you think he's winning the rookie of the year, then you're thinking that he's winning at least forty five. And if you really like Sion, then take Nola to win the division, right? Because both of those are better bets, right? You'd rather have the twenty to one equity or have the, you know, uh, you, you actually at thirty and a half, you might be able to get at at, at, at uh, one thirty at, at, at better odds than than one ten. So I think that's it, man. As always, it has been an absolute blast. So much yes. fun and so clarifying to really go through all this. So, th- yeah, it, as I said, I don't think the season was crystal to me until we actually went through this exercise, and I feel a lot better about kind of where the season is after this conversation. I always do that. Always, yeah. it, it, it's always the case. Well, thank you so much, my friend. It's been been so much fun. Okay, we'll do it again next year. Next year. Thanks again to Arturo Goletti for taking the time to come on. You can, of course, follow him on Twitter at American Numbers, A-M-E-R-I-C-A-N-N-U-M-B-E-R-S. You can also check out SportsGrid. He is the CTO there. You can check that out. And it's just so much fun to go through this process with him. We've done it for six years now. And I liked doing it early. We'll, we'll have to play that by ear kind of moving forward. But I enjoyed the process of being kind of on the front edge. And, and we'll see where these things go over the next few weeks, whether the lines normalize in the cases that we disagree 
disagree with where they are right now or or in other ones. And of course, there will be unfortunately things that change. We recorded this right after the Demarcus Cousins injury, so of course that is the type of thing that unfortunately can happen. If you want to support the show, there are a lot of different ways you can do it. You can leave a rating, leave a review in the podcast player of your choosing. It's great if it's Apple Podcasts. And it's totally fine if it's not, but if you want to be super awesome and you use a different podcast player, you can actually review both places. Also, word of mouth, extremely important with this, whether that is actual word of mouth or through social media, anything is appreciated. If you're like, hey, this is a really good episode or listen to this podcast, all those things are much appreciated. And the other thing you can do is subscribe or download every episode, ideally both. And this is a particularly good time to do that because as many of you know, I'm usually really cagey on what's coming next on Real GM Radio, just in case things fall through. I don't like over-promising and under-delivering, but I already have this one recorded and that's presumably it's going to be next week's episode is the Southwest Division Capsule, which is with Jonathan Charks and Rob Mahoney. We have already recorded that. I'm doing this on Monday night. We recorded that on Monday morning, but Real Jam Radio is once a week. Wanted to put our churros out. A little bit ahead of the game there. So that presumably will be next week's unless something takes precedence and requires requires that attention. So great reason to subscribe is you know what's coming. It, it's a really good episode. I haven't edited it yet, but it, it I loved recording it. So it's a pretty good sign. And then of course, the single most important thing you can do to support this show and any others that have them is check out our sponsors for this episode. That is betonline.ag and use that podcast one promo code for a 50% welcome bonus. As always, if you have any feedback, good, bad, or indifferent, NBA at gmail.com is the way to do it. If you take the time to write it, I will take the time to read it. You can also check out my work, Dunked On, going full steam. Not full steam. We're going partial steam right now. We're going to do the West Summer League analysis pretty soon, and then we're going to get into off-season grades. We did the same for the Eastern Conference, if you haven't listened to that yet. And my writing is going to kick up for The Athletic. I have a few things running through in the draft stages right now. They're not all the way for publication, but they should be pretty soon. So it's a great thing to check out there. And you can also, of course, be ready for the Southwest with Charks and Mahoney. That will come out at some point next week, probably on the early side, but we'll see. So thank you so much for listening. Take care and make it a great day.